Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It'll make your mind expand and make your nipples glow. If you don't have nipples within, you might explode. It's the Fat Old Nerds podcast show. We got three fat fuckers and they will be your host. First comes Bob, you know that boy's a hoe. Then there's Harry, my kind of man that shit can grow. It's the Fat Old Nerds podcast show. Last we got Justin, ugly as a goat. Talking about things that are awesome, some things that blow. If you're fucking ready, then here we fucking go. It's the Fat Old Nerds podcast show. <laughs> Welcome everybody, and I'm your forgetful host, Justin, and I'm here today with our little baked potato, Bob Patterson. The only person that the white van gave back after he ate all the candy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and that mean fella, well that, uh, that, that there was Micah Bryant, and his entire personality is a beard. He's the world's tallest Ugnaught. The, the world's tallest what? Ugnaught, uh, Quill from Mandalorian. Oh, wow. I have was... And my insult to you, Justin, is you're the only man to ever be frozen in carbonite with an erection. Hey. <laughs> and he's dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. You're both very sweet. <laughs> well, yes. As we said, everybody, welcome to the Fat Old Nerds Podcast Show. You got the three ugly fat fucks that you keep tuning into for some reason here with you. And uh, let's take it away to Bob to let us know what we'll be talking about today. We're going to be talking about a lot of shit today. But first, I want to give a special shout out. During my messing with our website today here on, on Buzzsprout, we, uh, I, I unearthed something that was pretty cool. It was a statistic sheet that would tell you where you're, how many times your podcast episodes were downloaded, what they were downloaded to, what the manner, like the app or whatever was, and it showed where they were from. We have fans in 14 different states. What? Pennsylvania. Uh, there's like 12 cities in Georgia that listen to us. Nebraska, Illinois, Washington, as in Washington, Virginia. Oh, well. Colorado, Texas, New York, California, New Jersey, Michigan, Alabama, North Carolina, and Oregon. Hmm. Ah. But we have one awesome. really special one. This I hope I'm saying the name of this correctly. It's cliche Ladi. It's it, it's a small village outside of Paris. That's oh, right. We got a fan from right. You definitely did not say that correctly, but I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. But you I, did it wrong. Yeah. But I I did I did learn this to say to our French fat old our our French chubby chaser. Bonjour et bienvenue sur le podcast de Fatal Nerds. Ooh, fancy. Yes. Well, hot goddamn. We done got international, motherfuckers. International. International. We made But yeah, I was pretty, pretty, pretty stoked to find that out. Like, this one lonely fucker in France. So, hey, bonjour, bitch. No. <laughs> I, I won't damage your language, but hello. <laughs> it's nice to, 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 to meet you, I guess. 
that doesn't seem right. We have not, not actually met this person. Email us, French person, the Fat Old Nerds <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. Fucking please. All right, well, we're going to dive into the topic list here. And Justin has a tale for us about teacups. Take it away, Justin. A tale about teacups. Well, the tale doesn't completely go around teacups. See, me and the family, like, we've been been quarantining, right, like we're supposed to. Youngin's barely been out of the house. Well, the second one, the, the youngest, he's turning two. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna take him somewhere. We're not gonna do a birthday party, so that way we don't get a whole big ass group of people. And uh, we're gonna take him somewhere. So we decided we're gonna take him to the beach, all right? And so we had all these outdoor activities planned, like all this shit where we could like stay away from motherfuckers and go do shit and let him have some fun for his birthday and finally get him out of the house because you know he's two, so he's spent a quarter of his life now, pretty much quarantined in the house. Not cool. So, of course, that week was uh, the week of the double hurricanes, and so uh, uh, so we said, you know what, we're not going to go to the beach when there's a hurricane inside of a hurricane swirling around one another in in some uh, twisted twisted uh, hurricane love. So uh, we we kiboshed the beach right, and we're like, all right, we're going to go to the mountains. So we head to the mountains, right? And up there is Dollywood. And we're like, well, Dollywood's open. Never been to Dollywood. Wife's never been to Dollywood. Young and sure as fuck ain't been to Dollywood. We're going to go to Dollywood. So we went to Dollywood. We all masked up. Even the two-year-old. We got a two-year-old running around with a mask. Looks adorable. Even though it's kind of sad thinking about why he's got to do it. And uh, so a bunch of rides there where that the kids can ride. And uh, uh, they're having a good time, right? Riding all the rides. Uh, neither one of them has any fear. They don't understand that things can hurt them. So whether we go high, we go low, we go fast, we go slow, they don't give a fuck. They're having a good time. <laughs> well, we get to the, them, that motherfucking teacup ride, right? Where it's like it spins, and then you can also spin the teacup. Well, uh, uh, um, my wife is a no-limit soldier, right? Like she... Uh, uh, she she gets in that fucking teacup and she's just like blah bitch we spinning now motherfucker <laughs> and uh, in previous years this probably wouldn't have been a problem for Justin but uh, as is uh, you know in the, the the show is called the fat old nerds and uh, I've gotten old and so uh, uh, the spinning made me quite ill <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, rather than. Rather than showing me any pity whatsoever, my wife was just like, ha, bitch, and spun us faster. And so uh, um, I wasn't actually brought to the point of throwing up, but uh, uh, gave it strong consideration. Um, so I will not be riding the teacups <laughs> anymore. She's going to be riding the teacups herself. Uh, with she can ride with the boys, which honestly the the oldest he didn't seem to love it either. He was he was in the seat just like what the fuck is mama doing to me? But uh, the littlest one is is uh, just like his mama, just like ah yes Ben. And uh, so right so we had a good time at Dollywood, but we uh, they got all these badass roller coasters there, right? And I, I fucking love roller coasters, but the little ones are too small to ride most of the roller coasters, and I wasn't gonna make them sit around and wait on me riding roller coasters. But there was one that was like this tiny little roller coaster. And my oldest was just barely tall enough to ride it. And so I was like, baby, I, I got I gots to take him on this tiny little roller coaster. It's going to be a good time. 
And so we go, and, like, there's not many people there. Like, we didn't have to wait in line to ride a ride at all. At most, we walked up uh, and just had to wait until the ride was finished with whoever was riding it currently, and then we got to go ride on, right? There wasn't many people there. Uh, everybody was wearing masks. It was chill. They had, like, hand sanitizer every fucking wear, like, dollies on her shit. And uh, so so we get on the uh, the tiny roller coaster, and we sit down. And it's, you know, it's kind of small, but I'm like, I think I got this. And uh, the dude comes up and he goes to put the little thing down and whap, hits the old gut. <laughs> and uh, the guy's just like, we got to get a click. And I was like, all right. And so I tried sucking it in and whap, hits the gut even worse. And he's just like, I, he's like, man, we, we got to get a click. And I was like, let's try it one more time. So we... I was too fat to ride a roller coaster. <laughs> he just looked at me. And he was like, "It's it's a ride for kids," and I was like, "You don't have to make excuses for me, man. I, it's it's all good." And so I just I hung my head in shame and got. A, and of course, I go out. And my wife's just like, "That was fast," and it's like, "Yeah, your husband's too fat to ride the ride, so uh, no ride for us." Today. So uh, and the. Uh, yeah, the rest of the trip was pretty uneventful, uh, other than, you know, I mean, we had a good time, but there's just, there's not many stories to tell. So, uh, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my trip to the mountains instead of the beach, because 2020 sent two hurricanes on the week that I took vacation. I feel your, I feel your pain on the um, roller coaster thing, because when we went to Bush Gardens a couple years ago, I've never had an issue with the height restriction on a roller coaster. Yeah. I was riding roller coasters when i was like four that's how tall i was but we went to bush gardens and i went on one of those um rides where like you're sitting down but your legs are hanging down kind of like the batman at six flags yeah i couldn't fit in a regular seat i had to actually they have seats for larger people because when they tried to click the thing down it was like chest and gut and it was the same thing it was like we got to get a click and i couldn't suck it in any like when i tried <laughs> sucking in my gut it made my chest bigger which made it harder to click it down so i had to sit in like the special double seat for fatties <laughs> <laughs> they had a special chair for your giant ass yeah <laughs> That's even better than you not getting to ride it because you're too fat. See, were, at least I take I take solace in the fact that it was at least like it was a kid's ride, right? And it just looked like I was going to be small, but I wasn't. But that was a full-blown person ride. And, and okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm too fat for roller coasters, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Bob, have you ever been tall enough to ride one? I've ridden one roller coaster in my life. I did not care for it. And I don't really want to ride one again. You've ridden one roller coaster. I love roller yep. coasters. You don't drive. You don't the drive. The Georgia Cyclone at Six Flags. You don't put hot sauce on your motherfucking Taco Bell. I just. God damn. I'm going to move your mayonnaise ass in for a month and we're going to go do some shit, motherfucker. Damn. The Georgia Cyclone must even like that one's a decent one, but that like that one scared you? That one kind of worries me because it's so scare me. I just didn't like it. That one worries me because it's so old and it's made of wood still. That one kind of worries me to be honest. I kinda like the wooden ones. It's like when's it gonna go? (laughs) (laughs) And they always it's a good ride. It's fun. There's I mean, even though there's no like loops or anything, it's still a fun ride. 
Yeah, I really, I'm, I'm ready to go back to Dollywood, bro. When the, when the, the oldest one gets older, like they have one called the Screaming Eagle that looked badass. It's like it's an eagle riding on the thing, and you hanging off the eagle's wings. I'm, I'm, I'm there oh, for that's, it. That sounds cool. Yeah, it, it would look good. <laughs> and I, I stand Dolly Parton by God. Dolly Parton's, uh, you know, she's sending books to, to youngins and shit, and she's, she, she supports the right things in the world. I like her. Good. I can't sing none of her songs, but except for Jolene, 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 Jolene. Literally the only song by her I I know. <laughs> yeah, that's most name. what most people know her from. Yeah. All right. Next up, I know everybody out there on the internet loves this damn website or app or whatever the fuck you call it, but we're on TikTok. <laughs> At least until Trump takes it down. Yeah, till then. But until then, we're gonna have a good time, by God. And I've uh, I've really kind of dove into it, man. Like it's uh, it's a legitimately entertaining experience. And the, hey, the algorithm. I'm yeah. still trying to get used to how the whole damn thing works. It's I'm getting old, so these things are new to me, and they're frightening. See, I don't know anything about these tick face apps. <laughs> tick face apps, yes. But uh, yeah, luckily my wife's younger than me and she already knew how to use it. So anything I don't know, I'm just like, baby, baby, come here. Help. Help. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm old. I need help. I got to make the, I got to make the children on TikTok see that I got a good podcast. <laughs> yeah. I got so, a video I want to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a video I want to make. So if you want to follow us on that, it's just the Fat Old Nerds Podcast at TikTok. Yeah, good times. we got videos up already. You can see Bob's ugly face. You can see my ugly face. You can't see Micah's ugly face yet because he's too ugly to be put onto the internet. Facebook bans his posts anytime he tries to post a picture. It's just... Not wrong. He's too much. Too We're much. Bad. He disappeared. He just he keeps did. walking off. Every guy. I I heard something outside. And I went and looked. And it's fucking pouring down rain. Freaking stoner can't focus. All right. Uh, moving right along then. Micah, you had a little incident happen at work to you last week, didn't you? I've had a lot of incidents happen to me at work. Well, give us initially. The I'll tell the because this lead, it's all these stories lead into each other. Oh dear. So, you know, I avoiding the name, but I work for a cable company. There's only so many of them out there. So we get company vehicles, we get vans, we get to drive them home and all that. The first van, it's a Ford Transit, which they're not the most durable vans in the world. I'm at a yield sign about to try and get onto the interstate, and there's a guy behind me in a similar van, but it's a little bit bigger and he thought I had committed to going. No, I was just inching forward to see better, and he smacks right into me, which causes my bumper to bend in a way where I can't open the back doors. So had to get a spare van, and our spare vans are crap because that's basically what they're for. They're spare vans. So I move all my shit to the spare van. Well, then my van gets fixed, so I move all my shit out of my van, out of the spare van, back into my regular van. 
Well, then a couple days ago, I noticed that my regular van, you know, these vans have ladder racks on them, and you have this little lever that you pull down to actually get the ladder. Well, whatever they used to mount these ladder racks on apparently started ripping the roof off because there's a hole in the roof. And I was like, well, that would explain why there's leaking everywhere back there. Mm-hmm. So then I had to move all that stuff from that van back into the spare van that I had been driving, which was fine, whatever. I'm not paying for the gas. But a couple days ago, um, sometime last week, it was Wednesday, I think, <laughs> driving down the road, I'm about to turn into a neighborhood, and I hear a really loud pop. And then the engine starts making this really loud sputtering noise. So I call my supervisor, and he's like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. So I'm dry- I was like, well, let me finish up with this customer. I'll get, I'll try and get back to the office and see what we can do. So I'm driving down the road, and then the van just stops on the side of the road. So I'm sitting there hot and kind of pissed off. Finally get there. The tow truck gets there. My supervisor comes to pick me up. He puts me in another spare van, which is covered with ants on the inside for some reason. But then I, I, then I have, yeah, that's the problem with these spare vans for some reason. There's a lot of ants in them. I don't know why. So then I had to drive over to the dealership where the van was, get all my stuff out of that van, put it back into this spare van, which they're actually about to... Um, decommission and basically send off to the scrapyard so that I had to go back on Sunday and move all my stuff from one spare van to the other and now I'm in a spare van that is barely marked and looks kind of like a you know, a creepy creepy hey kids candy car it's what you deserve <laughs> oh god you're in the spare so, spare van so basically just a lot of van swapping and I don't even know when I'm going to get my original van back at this point I, I just don't care I'm just waiting for this van to break down now did you ever no, get lonely walking down the road? I was very lonely. What I, the reason I was walking was because I'm trying to tell the tow truck driver or the people on the phone to contact the tow truck people where I was. And there was a mailbox that was uh, going to a dance studio that was up a hill a little bit. So I was trying to walk down there to get that address. So I can give like an exact address of where they needed to be. And like, just look for the van that's on the side of the road and the giant motherfucker standing next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you so, take the opportunity to learn any dances? No, because there was not a, much of a shoulder for um, between uh, the road and where I was. So I was either in the van or just standing very close to the road, just staring at people as they drove by. But you could have gone to the dance studio and learned to dance. It was closed. Oh, damn. Yeah. So that's my van story. I... I mean, we drive these vans into the ground, so they don't have that. I mean, they have like 80,000 miles on them, which that's a lot, but it's not, you know, I've driven vans with like 100,000 on them, but we just drive them into the ground with all the city miles and everybody, nobody drives, everybody drives these things like a bunch of psychopaths too, so that doesn't really help either. So that's my van story. Your van story. Yeah. Well, guys, we're going to... We're going to bring it down for a minute. He bought back! 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 Wakanda forever! Everyone knows by now Chadwick Boseman died. Mm-hmm. And it's... The world has truly lost a great person. 
True. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just Black Panther. I mean, he was in the movie 42, the Jackie Robinson story. I haven't seen it, but now I'm going to go out of my way to actually watch it. Yeah, I just, I didn't know about all the work the dude did with, like, sick kids and shit, which, like, now, looking back and, like, realizing that he was sick when, like, fucking nobody knew about this shit, which is what's great. Like, his his inner circle must have been tight as fuck, man. Like, he had the right people around him because, like, this didn't leak at all. Even when oh. he had the, the video of him, like, he was talking about something and and uh, people said some mean shit because he was all skinny and shit. And, like, now we know it's because he was oh, fucking dying. Yeah. But, uh... I don't know, man. Like, uh, he was apparently like a really, really good dude, mm-hmm. and a great actor, and uh, I'm just not happy about. It. I, he, I couldn't have picked somebody better to portray Black Panther. To be honest, I mean, he he killed it in that role. You know, um, Black Panther debuted like in 1966, I think, long time ago. And like Jack Fan- Kirby, yep, Stanley and Jack Kirby was he had debuted in Fantastic Four. I remember reading a um, interview with Stan Lee about the character. And, you know, 60s was you know the civil rights movement and everything. But Stan Lee was like, I didn't really create the character because of that. He just he said, I looked around, and I you know we had black artists and writers and stuff. And he was like, well, why isn't there a black superhero? That's that was the whole reason he created. He wanted everybody to have someone that they could relate to and look at in his comics and that and he became one of the one of the most endearing comic characters in marvel um he's as rich as tony stark he's you know as smart as you know mr fantastic and he has the fighting ability of captain america so it's all the good things rolled into one so and i just could not pick a better person to play him than uh chadwick boseman so sad loss so very much i remember when he uh he hosted saturday night live and he played as t'challa on black jeopardy yes that was a hilarious skit (laughs) i don't know this question he's like i have never had potato salad (laughs) i can tell from her reaction she does not season her food (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that leads into it should it should be this. Shuri should take that mantle in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I don't think they should. It happened in the comics. It did happen in the comics, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's canonical. Like I've, I've I haven't done a ton of research, and I don't I don't pretend to know the comics like y'all know the comics. But that's that is what occurs in the comics, from what I understand. And uh, yeah, man, that's like the that's the best possible thing they can do. I, I think that would uh, honor his memory the best. Recasting him would just like there's no, don't put anybody in that position, don't because it's just not gonna it's not gonna work. Let's just uh, let's figure out a way for her to take the mantle and uh, do it the right way. And uh, uh, you know, well, like you know, he's such an established character. It wasn't like when. Um... When Terrence Howard was originally playing um, James Rhodes in the first Avengers, and then they replaced him with Don Cheadle, well, he wasn't really established. And to be honest, I think Don Cheadle did a great great job in that role. But he yeah, he's, like, he's way too established at this point to just replace him with a, you know another actor. I think they should incorporate it somehow into the story. I don't know how they would, but I agree with you. They should have a 
they should have her take his uh, take his yeah. place. So it makes sense in the story. So yeah, and not to mention like the way the movie was received and like how important it was for folks, you know, because like uh, you know, like we're all we're all three straight white dudes, right? Like we got a hundred million different different uh, superheroes that we can look at and like see ourselves in, right? Like there's plenty of people out there that are superheroes that look like us, right? Like uh, uh, black kids didn't have that like until Black Panther came out. So, I mean, like that movie wasn't just good, like it was important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's just like for, and it was, you know, super well received. It was just this national phenomenon and there's just, there's no way to recast him where like people are going to accept it. Like, no, it doesn't matter how good it would be. Like we're going to know what's up and it's just given the circumstances, man. Like you just, I think they got to move story, move forward in the story and uh, do it the right way. I agree. So I'm, I'm assuming if you're talking about, you know, seeing yourself in comics, I assume you relate to the blob, right? Fat Thor, thank no. you very much. <laughs> I relate more to the Batman villains because the they, the penguin. yes, yes, like the <laughs> Penguin and many others. Not like the Joker <laughs> or anything, but I, I, I like them because they do what they do, not because of like they're just want to be bat assholes. It's because of mental illness. It's because of a physical deformity. I can relate to that. Very few of Batman's villains actually have superpowers either. Yeah, you, usually they just got a gun. Yeah. Well, moving along then. Uh, you guys want to hear a story? I love hearing stories. Tell me a story. Especially I love hearing stories to you. Too. I love hearing stories where bad things happen. Well... It's not anything bad happening to me. I'm going to tell you a story of a man named Whipping Tom. Whipping Tom. What, what does Tom do? Today's fat old nerd's history moment deals with the notorious British fanny beater Whipping Tom. In 1681, London and its surrounding areas were terrorized by a man called Whipping Tom, an individual who would assault unaccompanied women by slapping the women's buttocks, sometimes going as far as to lift their dresses to do his deed, and sometimes he would shout, Spanko! during his attacks. A large number of women were attacked and would use his bare hand or a rod to do the butt-smacking deed. While local authorities were unable to catch him, a group of street vigilantes sent out to capture him, sent out to capture their butt-slapping menace. Many women began to carry pen knives, scissors, and large sewing needles to protect themselves, and men would often dress as women and walk in the areas that the Derriere Slayer was known to attack. A Holborn haberdasher, wait for all you Americans out there, that is a hat maker. And and an accomplice of his were eventually arrested, tried, but no record of the trial or the identities of them exist today. Shortly after, an anonymously written book about the attacks was released entitled Whipping Tom Brought to Light and Exposed to View. And now, that wraps up the Fat Old Nerds History Moment. Spanko! 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 
It should be our calling card. They like, need to make has... a movie about this guy. They need to make a movie about this guy. Like if that should be our calling card now. Like the like the tick yells spoon. We just yell spanko. I don't. Spanko. I don't know that I want to take our our cry to to arms or whatever it is from a uh, uh, like the weirdest sexual assaulter I've ever heard of. Um, that's just. <laughs> That's the thing. Although I do believe, old chap, with that, that you, uh, you, we've, we've sealed the fact that we're never going to have any fans in the United Kingdom, and I just helped, I think. So, uh, yeah, you did. We don't want any fans in the UK. They can go fuck themselves. No, I'm just kidding, y'all. Please, please be our, our friends. <laughs> Everybody, please listen. I want to come visit. Mm. That, that is on my list of countries to visit. Yeah, well, I'll pretty much, I'll go to most of them. Like, yeah, give me the fuck out of Alabama. Like, I'll go anywhere. Well, <laughs> what about Mississippi? Yeah, I have family in Mississippi. I go to Mississippi more than anywhere else. Like, I've been to Mississippi so many times. Not much there. <laughs> so, you know, unless you go down south and they got some beaches. Yeah, you, and... should live, you should live where I live. There ain't I shit to do right here. Well, hot damn, there ain't shit to do around here either. So, uh, so there's a few parks you can go walk around and look at trees. You can be like, look there, that's a tree. Over there, there's a tree. The only thing the uh, teenagers right. in this town have to do is hang out at the G- empty J.C. Penny parking lot in front of the Taco Bell. And when oh, I, I walked that. by them, I made the mistake of walking by them, and I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, my feet hurt. I just wanted to wear comfortable shoes. I was wearing Crocs with socks. God damn it! And one of them was like, "Hey, I like your shoes." For some reason, and I the, just the, the I song just away. the song "Teenagers" by My Chemical Romance is like playing in my head right now. Yeah. Basically, saying teenagers scare the living shit out of me is what I'm just imagining Bob is singing in his head right now as he's walking by a bunch of teenagers. If they're all over there, I'd take the opposite sidewalk. I go across the street. I don't pass them fuckers. <laughs> I, just, I don't want their judgmentalness. You're almost 40. I don't know what those teenagers said to you or did to you, but I know if you were wearing Crocs and socks, you deserved every bit of it. So good <laughs> on them. I hope they're listening to the show. I hope they write in to tell you that you're terrible. <laughs> you should wear fucking Crocs. With or without fucking socks. Comfy. Like you're already ugly. And then you're gonna go and put <laughs> socks on. You're already ugly, you don't like roller coasters, and you just don't put hot sauce on your taco bell. You're a fucked yeah. up human being, Bob. Go put your head in the oven. Everything about you is wrong. I'm just this the show is allowing me to learn more and more about you and I hate all of it. Alright, well, moving along. Moving along. They're going to remake a movie that doesn't need to be remade. Planes, trains, or trains, planes, and automobiles. The uh, John Hughes classic from the uh, the 80s, uh, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. But hands down, my uh, second candy, favorite candy role. The first would have to be... Uh, the dad in uh, Great Outdoors. I mean, we it, whenever it's Thanksgiving, we always watch that movie because it's a hilarious movie. <laughs> One of the few Thanksgiving movies out there. 
No, there isn't. It's really heartwarming at the end, but they're going to remake it starring Will Smith and uh, Kevin Hart. Is it going to be? I just don't think those things to happen. It's like there's no point. Is it going to be an action movie? I hope so. They how are they going to recreate the um the 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 John Candy in a Devil outfit scene? That's like the whole. The greatest part in the whole movie. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, honestly, y'all y'all may get mad at me, but I honestly don't know if I've ever even seen that movie. Uh, you so, suck in your life. I, I have no spiritual connection to this, and uh, I don't typically like Kevin Hart in movies. His stand-up's kind of funny, but I don't know if I can name a Kevin Hart movie that was like good. But Will Smith is okay by me. I like Will Smith. So, uh... Issue, I don't have any issues with the actors. I just don't... It's just weird that they're remaking that movie. Yeah. Well, I knew, as, I knew as soon as I saw it, because I knew you two had a, a connection to this film. So I, I knew as soon as I saw it, y'all were going to be upset. But I'm going to take the wait and see. Uh, honestly, I'm probably not going to watch it. If I do... Not either. I mean, I'm not upset. It's just like, that's a weird choice, but whatever. <laughs> Not kind of like pitchforks and torches go to the movie theater and like. Well, honestly, like it doesn't matter. Like you could put any other actor in the place of it. Like just the fact that they remade this movie, I, I knew was going to bother y'all in some way, and uh, yep. uh, I feel like I was right. You're not wrong. So. Well, moving on. Oh wait, Michael, where did you have something to say? I said you're not wrong. So. Yeah, okay. Moving along here. So. His brain stopped working. His brain farted. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. What is it? What you playing? Oh. Well, I got a couple things. One of which. One of which. I got a couple as well. I just have one. I am about to be level 39 on Pokemon Go. Good for you. Like, I'm like 30,000 points away from it. I really hope they raise the level 50 before you get to 40, just so it can taunt you. It'll probably do that. So I downloaded... I downloaded a... Mario Tennis Aces for the Nintendo Switch, and it's a really fun game, um, which kind of leads me into a theory I have about Mario games. Okay. So, okay, so take the, what you want to call, core games of Mario, you know. Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, Sunshine, all those. Yeah. What's, what's like, the theme? What's, like the plot of most of those games or all of those games. Chubby dude fights a lizard to save a lady. Yes. Basically Mario is trying to save his girlfriend from a lizard who continuously kidnaps her. So this leads me to a theory that I think all of the games in the Mario world that are sports games like Mario Tennis, Golf, Mario Strikers Charge, the baseball game, all those, I think they take place in a separate universe. Because, Justin, would you want to go have a competitive game of golf or tennis with a guy who keeps kidnapping your wife? 
not golf or tennis, maybe a contact sport. I can tell you <laughs> does that. Like, uh, we'll play football or like boxing or something like that. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I think they take place in a separate universe because that, why else would Mario associate with Bowser? I mean, the dude keeps kidnapping his wife or not wife, but his girl. So it could be like their kink, like, oh no, I got your lady again. And then, like, we don't see what happens after the credits roll. Like, like Mario and Bowser just kiss passionately and then. <laughs> what the fuck? Stuff goes down. That's just a weird theory I have. But the game itself is really good. I always like the Mario tennis games. I suck at tennis in real life. But, oh, that reminds me. This is a question I wanted to ask both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, this was posted or hypothesized years ago. Uh, they like interviewed or questioned like 100 men or so, and they asked, do you think, given your current um, skill level in tennis, could you score a point against which Williams sister is the one that's like a beast? Is it Venus Serena. or Serena? Serena? I think so, yeah. Do you think you could score a point in tennis against her? Never, ever, no. ever, ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, Some ever. Some guys ever. were like, yeah, I could do it. And I'm like, you guys are so full of shit. Yeah, not not if they gave me infinity tries. Could I ever? My arm would fall off and I would die of old age. I would be terrified. Into the dirt. I would be terrified of her serving the tennis ball to me. Because one, they hit that motherfucker hard. It would be <laughs> like the ball would hit me in the chest. And it would, you, know, you would see a cross section like in the most recent... Mortal Kombat games where they do like an x-ray of all the horrible things that happen when they get punched. You would just mm-hmm. see the tennis ball go <laughs> straight into my chest. All my ribs break and like it knocks my heart out of place and just goes out my back, sh- completely shattering my spine. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, now, I feel like the skill level would be such that she could like start from a sitting position turned around the other way not even seeing where i hit the ball let me hit the ball and i still wouldn't be able to do shit so it's no like any man that doesn't play tennis very very seriously that answered yes is full of fucking shit i think i would might maybe and i'm talking like a 0.00 add infinite zero one percent chance is if she sees me, tries to serve, and I'm flailing like a psychopath trying to serve the ball, and it makes her laugh, and she just doesn't get to the ball in time. But I don't think that woman laughs during games, so I don't think that would even happen. No, there's no way. Like, the, the only way you score a point is if a fucking meteorite comes down from the heavens and and some deity himself guides it towards her and makes it, you know, just strike her down then and there as you're hitting the ball. <laughs> and that's if she doesn't have the the brief moment to like throw her racket at it and still hit the ball back at you. That's, but yeah, but um, yeah. also her so, her tennis racket can deflate meteors. That's like some Wonder Woman <laughs> shit. She just smacks the tin meteor right back up into space. Serena Williams killed God by smacking a meteor right back at him. <laughs> Holy shit! And then she twerked with Beyonce. (laughs) There's a video in which she twerks with Beyonce. I know this because my wife knows this. But anyway, (laughs) so I'm also playing um, 
we finished up our first, uh, well, it was an introduction campaign for D&D. We finished that up on Saturday. So that was fun. So now we're going to have to do a new campaign. Or we're basically going to redo characters. And I think I'm going to, I'm leaning towards a warlock. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, Barbarian was fun, but all he does is just punch things. So, And also, Friday night, I went to my local game store called Rules of Entertainment to do a Friday night magic draft. And uh, I came in last place. Dead last out of 11 people. But I did get some good cards, though. So there was where a good set. to be. Mm-hmm. I yeah. also started playing in Magic. I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with the Commander format. How not familiar? at all. I want to play it, and I desperately need somebody to teach me how, but uh, I have not played it's, it. So basically, Commander is... Um, instead of a 60-card deck, you have... It's 99 cards. Well, it's okay, so let me, let me restart. Your commander is whatever legendary creature you want. As long as it's legendary, it can be your commander. And it's played out, It's played in the command zone. Like, that's where it is. It's not part of your deck or anything. And then you have 99, a 99-card 99 deck. Mm-hmm. But you can only have one copy of each card outside of basic lands in that deck. And... That deck has to be the same color as the color identity of your commander. So, for example, if your commander costs two generic and a red, all your cards have to be red. If it's like two generic, a blue and a green, then it's blue and green. But that also, the color identity also um, incorporates any kind of like activation costs of the commander. So, say you got a commander that's two and a white but they have some kind of weird activated ability that costs like a black, well, then you can have white and black. So whatever colors are in your commander, your deck has to be that color. All right. And you summon your commander. Whenever you get enough mana to summon your commander, you can put him on the battlefield, and he's basically like a regular creature. But if he gets killed, he doesn't go in the graveyard. He goes back in the command zone. And you can recast him by paying two extra mana each time you want to recast him. It's a, it's a fun format, especially multiplayer. It's really fun in multiplayer. And it's also fun because it's not a real, like, serious, like, competitive format, like standard or modern. Uh, and it's because you can't, it's hard to come across the same deck everybody's playing in Commander because it's such a wide. And also, all cards are from all sets can be used in Commander as well. So it's pretty fun. It's really fun in multiplayer. Um, I'm trying to, I have a commander deck. It's a pre-constructed deck and I'm trying to build a commander deck at the moment. So pretty fun format. I would give it a go. I plan to. Next time we chill, we need to, uh, need to do some commander. I'll build, I'll build a deck and probably do it poorly because I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. Bob, did you have any other, what you playing's? Nope, sure didn't. So now you can talk about Borderlands. You're goddamn right. I'm going to first, though. Um, I purchased a game on the Switch. Uh, um, either of y'all ever played the game uh, Bastion? No. No. Well, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I will do my best impression of the narrator from Bastion. I am doing it poorly. 
Anyways, Bastion is a really badass game made by Supergiant Games. And Supergiant Games went on to eventually make other games, as game studios frequently do. I thought you said Supergiant Games. Super Vagina Games? No, just Supergina Games. Supergina Games. Nope. Vagina. Nope. That is not what I said. Bob is a dumbass. Anyways, I bought a game called Transistor. And this game has the same guy narrating it. He just uses a different silky smooth voice. And it's kind of turn-based, kind of action. I don't really know how to describe it. But it's really cool. And I like it a bunch so far, although I've only been able to play it for a couple of hours because I work and have children. And the listeners of our podcast have not funded my lazy-ass lifestyle as of yet. So that's all I got to say on that game so far. And on to the star of this motherfucking podcast, Borderlands fucking 3. We've got DLC 4 coming, bitches. And now, I know neither of you played Borderlands 2 because you're both awful people and I hate you so fucking much. Even though it's on so many different platforms and it's super cheap on multiple platforms. It's even free on PC if you have fucking uh, 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 Epic Game Store. Uh, but, you know, or it was. I don't think it still currently is. But anyways, Borderlands 2, one of the DLC characters was a fella named Krieg the Psycho. Conductor of the poop train himself, and owner of the shiniest meat bicycle, and uh, lover of all things Maya. Well, meat bicycle. Yes, he 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 has the shiniest meat bicycle. Uh, Krieg is uh, uh, see he's got dual personalities, right? He was he was tortured horribly um, by Hyperion, and uh, this force this made him go completely insane, as people do in the Borderlands universe very frequently. And I've shot many of these psychos in the face. But Krieg, right, uh, uh, when we were introduced to him, uh, it was made apparent that Krieg uh, saw Maya, saw something in Maya that he liked very much. I would suspect uh, uh, he had had many dirty thoughts. And uh, uh, so anyways, Krieg felt like from the moment he saw her, the need to protect Maya. And so this is kind of the the thin little line that they gave us for why he is a good guy rather than a bad guy. So anyways, Krieg... He's he's got a sane side to him, right? You can hear you can hear the sane side talk. The sane side talks like me or you would talk, and then Krieg the psycho, which is the uh, the psychotic part of him. Uh, you know, he's always screaming, and he's conductor of the poop train, and 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 uh, uh, you know uh, likes his babies like he likes his steak, rare, or no, likes his babies like he likes his loot, rare. Um, <clears throat> I apologize for for messing that up to all my Borderlands fans out there. Anyways. <laughs> this DLC will be dealing heavily with Krieg the Psycho because we know for a fact, because there are audio logs out there, right, that people have mined out of the game, that he was supposed to be in Borderlands 3. And uh, you can search this up on Reddit. I'm sure you can Google it, whatever. But uh, there's audio logs out there of, of stuff that Maya was saying to him. And uh, I think we've got uh, we've got some other stuff, too. Like, there's audio logs in the game of him, like, trying to regain his sanity and stuff like that. But you never actually see Krieg in the game. He was supposed to be in the game. And if you played the game, there was one fight in particular where I just knew he was going to show up and, and avenge 
uh, a thing that occurred. I'm, Borderlands 3 is a year old, and I still can't spoil it because I just love it so much. But uh, I just knew he was going to show up, and he didn't. And it was one of my, my few uh, disappointments in the game. But <clears throat> they have announced Psycho Krieg and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck is our next DLC for Borderlands 3. And by God, baby, it comes out on September 10th. Yes, bitch. Is it coming? And uh, I'm going to be playing it. And I'm going to love it. And I'm going to probably play through it two or three times. And I'm going to tell y'all about it right here on this podcast. I'm going to put my mouth up real close to this here microphone. And I'm going to tell you everything that's good about it. Because there's going to be a bunch of things. And I'm just, I just, mm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get fully out of tension. Just ready to go. So, um, September 10th, don't text me. Don't call me. I don't want to talk to y'all. I got things to do. off. Matt, that's what I was playing. Jump into something just completely random as hell. Somebody... Somebody on this podcast sent me a picture the other day of a, uh, a picture for a wet website called StopMasturbationNow.org. <laughs> it said, you can't climb to heaven with your hands full of penis. I disagree with that. Statement. So <laughs> I get curious if this website is even real. And I go to it and it, it, it is in fact real. It's all. Uh, it's about this just one dude who can heal people of the evils of uh, masturbation, or as they call it, self rape. Ooh! Wow, that's, that's extreme. That's, that's a yeah. statement. And and there's a link that says photo testimonials, and oh my god, there's just there's just so many people on there that. Like one 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 was a woman, and she said, "I was blind in Harry Palm. Now I'm normal, and, and I can see." And it's like, "Thanks, Saint Joseph, or something like that." Wouldn't it be amazing if they wanted to sponsor our show? They're never going to stop us or our listeners. We <laughs> strong, and I'm I'm good at it. I'm practiced. No, I've done it twice since we started. Before we started, I thought to myself, because Bob had posted something on our little group chat about, you know, Justin sending that thing off to a potential sponsors or whatever. And I'm like, it, because MMA fighters tend to have a lot of times on their trunks their sponsors. And one sponsor, apparently, is Condom Depot. And, I want, ad, and, I, want the ad, and I want the ad read to be Condom Depot. Our listeners probably will never have to use them. I believe in our listeners and their vibrant sex lives. It's, <laughs> two of us are married. Hey, and Sanchez. Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Sanchez has proven that our listeners are dirty. They're filthy. <laughs> They're nasty. Sanchez dirty. is disgusting. I love him. But it's me, me and Mike are both married, and Bob has managed to be a complete slut. Like, if we can see <laughs> in this world as sexual creatures than uh, uh, anybody can. And I, I believe in our listeners. If you haven't gotten there yet, by God, it's coming. And uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I feel compelled to sing the song Wet Ass Pussy now, and uh, I'm not <laughs> going to. 
Certified freak. Seven days a week. Wear it as pussy. Make that bullet game work. That's that's all I got so far. I, I need to learn the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you, Cardi B, for uh, uh, bringing that to us. Uh, but I kind of um, now that like we're talking about it out loud, and especially her saying she was blind and hairy palmed, I wonder if maybe it's a satire site. I hope it's a satire site. If it's not a satire site, um, then let's like I hope our first fat old nerds excursion out into the world, maybe do a live show, uh, could be go to to speak to this person, and uh, uh, and then directly after that, it can just be us just jerking it on camera. Yes, because <laughs> there's just no fucking way he he ain't got nothing for us, man. Like, nah, this is this is I've been at this I've been at this game for a long time. There ain't no stopping me now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that's the show. We're done here, right? <laughs> uh, are y'all done with uh, what you playing? <laughs> I meant I meant we're done with the whole show. Like it, it's come to us talking about masturbating, and now we can't be stopped. So I feel like uh, that's a wrap. We're finished here. Everything's a wrap forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We ain't going to all fifty states and no more countries. These it's done. It's finished. Oh, if you, you are suffering out there from uh, self abuse, please please do give this website a, a look. No, fuck that. Send us an email about it at the Fat Old Nerds Podcast at gmail.com about how you just can't ever keep your hands off yourself and uh, uh, several reasons as to why. And uh, we will read it out loud for other people to hear. <laughs> oh my God. And then we'll try to dissect it and give you tips and pointers on how to better. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we'll help you prolong your lovemaking. Yeah. We'll, even, uh, we'll even pick out the porn for you to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Top 10 things that person should masturbate to. Number one. Don't go even send me on another porn hunt. We'll save that for like, like we need to do like on the one year anniversary of that show. We need to make you do it again <laughs> with, with better. More disgusting things than pudding. I think I did, instead of going to just one site, I think I just need to go to the internet itself. Probably. Was that it for uh, what you're playing, y'all? I think it's we're off. Of that. I think we're well off that subject. Yeah, I've been playing oh, this right. out of uh, now. I do have one more. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dota Underlords. It's a phone game. And, uh, you know, I had a, a raging addiction to Dota 2 uh, way back. And uh, I got my Steam account back, right? I had to go through some rigmarole to get that because it had been a while since I'd signed into Steam. Uh, but I got it back, and uh, I've signed into Steam. I'm just Meech on there if anybody wants to look me up. been playing Dota Underlords uh, quite a lot. And uh, it's, it's, like, super simple but also deep, and it's a lot of fun. And... Uh, I will continue to play it. Catalyst Black, the other game I talked about that I've played, I've kind of fallen off on that a little bit. It's good and it's fun. It's just I happened to find it at the same time that I found Dota Underlords, and that has not boded well for Catalyst Black. So yeah, that's all I got now. Goodbye. Well, guess what, guys? What? Okay. There's a new Batman.
movie uh-huh. trailer. Yeah. What y'all think of it? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I've learned after uh, the Dark Knight to because you know I was on the Heath Ledger's playing the Joker. Oh, what the hook bandwagon. And then I saw the movie, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, whoa, you really committed to that role. So I've learned to give it a chance and see how they do. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody was all down on Ben Affleck playing Batman, but I was like, well, you got to give him a chance first. And I gave him a chance, and I was like, mm. So I'm kind of in the feel. I mean, the trailer looked awesome. Um, so I'm like, I can't say anything until I see the movie. Yeah. Same with me. They had to stop production because he caught COVID. Fucking everything. Oh shit. Everything yeah. gets fucked up by that goddamn COVID right now. But yeah, I learned I learned the exact same lesson you did with the Heath Ledger thing because like even like I I really liked and still like the movie A Knight's Tale right so I, I I liked Heath Ledger but I was like nah he too pretty to play the Joker he way too pretty it just look at look at him that is not the Joker he does not inspire fear but uh, he was fucking excellent as the Joker so like I said he taught me the same lesson that he taught you uh, to give people a fucking chance and I agree with the Ben Affleck thing like Ben Affleck could have been a good Batman in a good Batman movie it's just he wasn't given any good Batman movies that that Batman versus Superman that was some bullshit Uh, it was just it was terrible it was like two movies jammed into one and neither one of them were good and uh, uh, so yeah but uh, Robert Pattinson I've never been angry at him I, I do have some I did have some anger for the Twilight series I think I explained that before I got <laughs> but I was angry at the Twilight series, right? I've never been angry at Robert Pattinson. I've never been angry at Kristen Stewart or Kirsten Stewart, whichever one it is. I don't know. Where do you put the R, girl? But, uh, and honestly, like, from what I understand, I haven't been watching any of his other movies, but from what I understand, he's done some good shit that we should maybe watch. I just haven't watched it because, you know, I, I, my, my time is, uh, uh, all spent Borderlands three. Only other thing I've seen him in was Harry Potter. He was in one of the Harry Potter movies. Oh yeah, he was in that, and he was he was good in that. So yep. you know, I'm, I'm gonna give him a chance. The trailer did look pretty balling. It, uh, I don't know, like DC weirds me out a little bit just because it's like the Batman movies were good, but most of the other ones haven't been that great. Wonder Woman was like pretty decent, but just not like mind blowing or nothing. Hadn't watched Aquaman. You need uh, to. Uh, what was it? Justice League was like just okay. Apparently, there's a they released this the Snyder cut of it, which is apparently supposed to be like a million times better. So I have not watched that yet, but oh, okay. Where can I watch the Snyder the Snyder I, cut? I think it's on HBO Max. Yeah, see, that's why I'm not I'm not gonna see it anytime soon. So yeah. yeah well, but, well, 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 well. Well, you know what it's time for? Oh, God, Bob. Punch in the face. Punch in the face. Punch you all in the face. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Patterson just tried to throw a punch at the camera. And, uh, oh, man, you got to do that on TikTok just so the world can see how how undamaging that, that punch would have been. I ring the bell, My but I'm not going to. is currently fucked, but when I get it working again, I will do that. Unfortunately, I'm not in the room with the ring bell, so I can't ring it right now. So do your best. I notice. 
Do your best bell impression then. Ding ding. That was terrible. Do better. Ding ding. I just ring a ding ding. Ding a ling. Ding ding ding. ding. Uh, anyway, it's time for fat old fisticuffs. Yeah. So this game, while y'all get into first. this one, I'm gonna go pay. I. So I got a bunch. I got a bunch today. So we gotta rattle. We gotta rattle some shit off. All right. I think the biggest one and the one we should probably lead with. John fucking Jones, the piece of shit but great fucking fighter that he is, has vacated the light heavyweight title in the mm-hmm. UFC, and it seems like he is going to heavyweight. Oh, I see. I, I only saw part of that story. I thought he vacated it because he was like leaving UFC. I didn't know he was still in UFC. Nope. Nope. The talk so, is. He could murder somebody, and Dana White would just be like, okay, you can fight again. Yeah, absolutely, because, I mean, he makes money. Like, same with Conor McGregor or, like, GSP. Like, fucking GSP could be 99 years old in a wheelchair. If the GSP was like, I want to come back for one more, they're going to be like, well, that's going to get some pay-per-view by, so let's go ahead and sign that shit up. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, he has vacated the title, and he has talked about going to heavyweight, and, boy, howdy, are there some fights there for him. Most of all, Stipe Miocic. That's the one they just, like, right away. Like, because he's John Jones. So, title shot right off the bat, hell yeah, do it. Make Mm -hmm. it happen. And uh, he stands a real good chance of beating everyone because, like, he's a terrible person. But, man, he is a fantastic fighter. He's He's still undefeated, too, right? Yeah, other than he's got the one loss to Matt Hamill and – that was the loss that they disqualified him for, uh, uh, what is it, 12 to 6 elbows, right? Like, yeah. it was, he, he bashed Matt Hamill's face in with an illegal elbow, which is still kind of weird, but it was very uncomfortable because it's like Matt Hamill's death, and then he's, like, dropping elbows into his eyes, and he's like, please don't take that from him. But uh, yeah, it looked, it looked like he was gonna. But, uh, man, that's – it's – it's super interesting, and I'm down to like him versus Miocic, him versus uh, Wardoom. Like, on, like, any heavyweight fight they want to sign him up for is interesting because these big old boys. Him and Overeem would be a good fight. Him and Francis Naganu. Like, oh my God, sign me up for John Jones versus Francis Naganu right now, bruh. Because that is some violence in the ring yeah. right there. Apparently, Lesnar's even kind of throwing out some feelers that he wouldn't mind fighting them. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, he's been out of the game too long. He would get his ass whooped. Although, we do have, speaking of Lesnar, by God, he, you know, he, uh, his contract lapsed with WWE, as I'm sure you knew long before I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Bellator has thrown out the idea of. Him versus Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah. I would probably be more excited for that fight if it was in the mid-2000s, but, you know, still a yeah. big money fun fight. We all would, but I, I just, I, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I am a slut for a Legends fight. And uh, as much as I hate calling Brock Lesnar a legend in the MMA community, he is. It's just true. And you don't, like, Fedor Emelianenko is, is almost like, like folklore or something like he's a 
like legend doesn't even really do it service like the run that he had and and the aura that he had around him like back in the day like he's lost some fights now so like we realize he's human and everything but god him versus brock lesnar yes sir yes sir give me a scoop of that give me two scoops on a sugar cone or a waffle bowl or something i'll put it i'll cover it in chocolate syrup and uh maybe a cherry on top and i will watch the shit out of it i'm just i'm down I'm surprised I haven't floated around the idea of uh, Mirror Lesnar three in Bellator. Yeah, that would be that would be a good one too. I don't know that Mirror is the same pool that he used to be. Like he's still active, and uh, like I still want to tune in when he fights. But it's just like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the same. Like he did, Lesnar would be the pool there rather than Mirror. But I would totally sign up for it. It's just. Like if Lesnar's gonna come back for a fight, like him versus Fedor gets my gets me salivating a lot more than him versus me. I don't even think Bellator could afford Lesnar if they wanted him. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I'm I'm leaning towards. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen, but just the idea of it, the fact that that Scott Coker said it out loud and in public, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yes, please, please and thank you. I don't think it's gonna happen, but but, but please make it happen. Uh, we but we've got a bunch of shit, man. Fucking uh, Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombie is finally gonna go down. These two have had some beef. Uh, Brian Ortega like slapped Korean Zombie's uh, translator or some shit, man. Uh, so they've been scrapping a little bit. That fight's finally gonna go down October seventeenth, and like uh, Brian Ortega is in all his fights have been good. Korean zombie doesn't know how to be in a bad fight. Like that dude just, he he is too scrappy for his own good. And, uh, that's going to be a banger. Now, a fight that already happened a couple weeks ago. Now, uh, Ed, Frankie Edgar, uh, fought, I think it was Pedro Munoz. Frankie Uh, Edgar's still around. Yes, sir. Frankie Edgar is still around. The answer is still the motherfucking answer. And he made his debut at 135, which is probably like he's fought at 155. He's fought at 145. This was his first fight at 135. Munoz was ranked five or six, something like that, right? So this was a stern test. And uh, Frankie's getting old. He's like 39 or some shit like that now. But uh, uh, Frankie came out and like Munoz was game as hell, dude. But Frankie Edgar is still fast. He is he is fight IQ for days. He is as experienced as they come, and uh, uh, Frankie Edgar took it by decision, dude, and it was it was a really good fight, and uh, him at 135 is going to be problematic for some people. I think he could make another run for the title. Don't know if he'll take it, but uh, interested to watch, interested to see. Um, and speaking of champions, Amanda Nunez, the probably number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world right now, uh, the Lioness the baddest lady on the planet. Uh, she is scheduled to fight Megan Anderson or Megan Anderson. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's like the Kirsten or Kristen thing. I don't, I don't, she's a Megan or a Megan by God. Uh, this is, if you've seen her, she's lanky tattooed lady. Uh, uh, you know, pretty well rounded anywhere. Don't know what she's going to have to offer Amanda Nunez, but she's the only fight that makes any sense right now. And, uh, you know, it's MMA, so uh, you never know who you're going to see get knocked out. So uh, uh, that's a fight I am down to watch, and it is a fight that's going to happen. I didn't write down the date because I'm a big, dumb idiot with a big, dumb face. 
but uh, looking forward to it either way. Yeah, you are. And so, uh, uh, made some notes, right? Watched some fights. I told myself I was going to live tweet it and then didn't because Twitter. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, UFC Vegas 8 happened. I think this was about two weeks ago now. Uh, and I'll just, I'll just read you my, my notes here. Uh, so, Lorenzo Lamas, right? He fought a fella. Whooped his shit out of him. Can't remember who the duty was he fought. Talks retirement at 38, which makes sense. Um, if if this is his last fight, kind of makes sense. He's always been kind of a title contender, but never quite there. <clears throat> and, but uh, kind of think he's going to hang it up after this because that was a really good fight to end on. Uh, whooped the old dude. And then uh, gave a call to arms to Cuba. Uh, obviously, I couldn't understand it because I don't speak uh, Spanish or Portuguese. I don't even know enough to it, if it was Spanish or Portuguese. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he gave a call to arms to Cuba the, to, to basically rise up. And uh, it was pretty pretty interesting. Like, you could tell whatever he was talking about was very passionate. And then he gave kind of a, uh, a brief translation of what he had said. But uh, if that is his last fight, go back and watch it because uh, uh, Lorenzo Lamas was a uh, scrappy, scrappy dude. Um, Neil Magny fought Robbie Lawler. And, uh, man, like, it, Neil Magny's one of those dudes. He's just like a workhorse. Uh, he just comes out and beats people you don't always expect him to beat. He was the favorite in this fight. And, like, for some reason, he is one of those dudes. Like, I've seen him fight so many times. And then, like, every time he gets in the ring, I just, I forget, like, he is so fucking big. He's a big, big, big motherfucker. And uh, uh, that really came into play, man, because he just, he manhandled the shit out of Robbie Lawler. And I just, I fucking hate watching Robbie Lawler lose. But uh, it happened. And uh, my last thought for UFC Vegas 8 was Alexander Rachik is a problem. I don't even remember who he fought. But whoever it was, he whooped the shit out of him, and I need to take better notes. But, uh, yeah, Alexander Rachik, uh, R-A-K-I-C. Uh, go ahead and write that name down. Um, he's whooping people. All right. And then we move on, like, a week later, right? Because we had fights, like, two weekends in a row. UFC Vegas 9. Uh, uh, the highlights from this, right? OSP, that's Ovid St. Preux, used to play for Tennessee, I believe it is, a uh, former football player. Uh, he snatched Manafield's soul. Uh, he straight up just dropped this dude right on his face uh, uh, in a fight that he made. Isn't, isn't, hmm? per, isn't he the guy that uses some, that is famous for using some kind of weird choke on people? The Von Flew choke. It was yeah. named Jason like, Von Flew. It's like he's in a hold... But he positions himself in such a way where he actually makes that dude pass out. Yeah, it's like uh, they frequently do it up against the cage. I think the first time we ever saw it in a pro fight was by Jason Von Flew. I think he's only pulled off two of them in a professional fight. And Jason Von Flew was on uh, season two of uh, Ultimate Fighter, if you want to go back and see him he just he he looks like uh like he looks like somebody you'd see around here in fucking uh rural alabama like he just he didn't look like a fighter at all but he was scrappy as hell and uh yeah he 
The, so the Von Flew choke is named after him because he's the first one. I think he may have been the one that invented it. I honestly don't fucking know. But he's the first He's the first one to use it in a fight. OSP, there's been six, I believe, in the UFC ever. OSP has four of them. So he's he's super good at it. But he didn't need it this time because he just punched the dude in the face. The dude fell down and uh, didn't, didn't move for a little while. Um, and then we had uh, Overeem came back, right? He fought a... Uh, uh, a big old fucker whose name I've forgotten and should have wrote down. Like I said, need to take better notes. Uh, and my my takeaway from that is Overeem is still elite because right? uh, he's getting old. He's 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 a few years older than us, uh, pushing forty. He's talking about retirement, but he still wants to make a run at the UFC title. And uh, like he he was kind of getting his ass whooped there at the beginning, but he made adjustments, uh, started using his ground game, and uh, uh, just straight up like uh, you know whooped the dude's ass there at the end. And so uh, it just really shows, like, uh, uh, what an elite fighter he is. And the uh, the most interesting thing from USC Vegas uh, 9, uh, Michelle Pereira, who is a dude. Um, if you've ever seen him, he's the guy. The first time I ever saw him, he was in the PFL. And uh, he's the one that likes to run up the cage. He'll do backflips and stuff during the fight. Uh, does a lot of shit that really made me hate him. At first, but I'm starting. He's starting to grow on me. But uh, he fought a dude. Uh, he was like Russian or Belarusian. Should have wrote his name down. Don't remember his name. But the uh, the Russian dude slapped Michelle should Pereira. Take better notes. Yeah, I should I should take better notes? Uh, if you take anything away from the Fat Old Nerds podcast, it's that you should take good notes, people. It helps you learn. Jesus. Anyways, um, the Russian dude. Slapped Michelle Pereira at the weigh-ins, right? Big no-no. You're not, sp- not supposed to put your hands on each other at the weigh-ins. Like, you get to fight the next day. Don't fucking hit each other at the weigh-ins. So this dude slaps Michelle Pereira at the weigh-ins. So Michelle Pereira comes out and just absolutely whoops this dude's ass for two rounds. Like, they're 10-8 rounds. Uh, he just... The other dude gets no offense whatsoever. Off. And in the middle of the fight... In the middle of a professional fight with a dude who is a very good fighter, Michelle Pereira holds his open hand open, waits for the right moment, and just bitch slaps the shit out of this dude in the middle of a fight. And uh, then proceeds. And uh, 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 this Michelle Pereira is he's a weird fighter, right? He does all this weird shit. He'll run up the cage and do Superman punches. He'll do these backflips. He'll do all this flashy weird shit. And just his weirdness, he's the same guy like he lost technically to Diego Sanchez due to a illegal strike. And then Diego Sanchez was like talking to the referee and was like, so if the fight gets called, I win, right? And the ref was like, yeah, can you continue? And Diego was like, well, in that case, fucking no. Because Diego was getting the shit kicked out of him. And so he was just like, no, I'd just rather stop now and win instead of continue getting my ass beat. So that was a weird finish. And this one was a weird finish, too, because uh, uh, he got he got he took the dudes back like he's been beating his fucking ass for like, uh, uh, you know, two rounds and four minutes of the third round. Takes the dudes back, puts him in a rear naked choke. The dude goes to fight it. The referee misunderstands what he's doing with his hands and then calls the fight. Like there was no tap. Like the referee calls mm-hmm. the fight. But 
literally nobody was mad about it, not even the dude getting his ass whooped, because it was just like, okay, you're getting the shit kicked out of you, so let's just go ahead and, and finish with that. He, so, probably yeah. would, he probably would have tapped eventually, wouldn't he have? Uh, it, it very. It, it looked like it was headed in that direction for sure. And even if he had somehow survived, like he, that it was, it was one of the most clear cut decisions you're ever going to see. He got hit the shit kicked out of him. He got bitch slapped in the middle of the fight. That's how serious old Pereira was taking him. So uh, next time that dude fights Pereira, uh, I would tune in. He does some weird flashy shit. His fights have weird shit that happen in them, and uh, uh, he's really fucking good. So, uh, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I've got for fat old Bistikuffs. You got anything to add there, Micah? I do. Um, unfortunately, I know we don't like talking about these kind of things, but, um, fortunately I have another death to talk about in the pro wrestling world. Um, the legendary wrestler, uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong passed away at the age of 80, uh, due to cancer. Um, don't know how many people out there are familiar with him, but, um, big wrestling family. One of his sons is actually, uh, uh, Road Dog from WWE back in the Attitude Era. That's his father. Road Dog is Bullet Barb Armstrong's son? Yep. I Road don't... Dog, Jesse James. Mm-hmm. That's, that's insane. Yep. And um, I actually met Bob a couple of times. I don't know if a lot of listeners are aware, but I used to wrestle back in the day. And Bob Armstrong more or less retired in like the late 80s, but he still took bookings. He was still taking bookings right up until he was 80 years old. I mean, his matches when he was old weren't exactly classics necessarily, but it was more of the fact, oh, it's Bullet Bob Armstrong. Let's go see him. Everybody loves Bullet Bob Armstrong. That's kind of what it was, and I uh, met him a couple times, really cool guy. Um, I accidentally saw him naked. I don't know if that's uh, something people want to know about, um, because old people, when they're in a locker room, they don't give a shit. They really do not care, because um, y'all, y'all saw, um, y'all went to a couple matches that I had, and y'all saw what the arena look like that we wrestled in it was basically a gymnasium so our back our locker room was what essentially amounted to the kitchen for that uh, little area and um I'm, we're getting dressed and all that stuff i'm sitting in a chair and i happen to glance over and i see bullet bob armstrong sitting there smoking a cigarette with a towel over his head and his wrestling singlet down around his ankles and i just happened to glance up and i accidentally saw bullet bob armstrong's bullet <laughs> Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Not I wanted to see. I did not really want to see a uh, leathery, wrinkly old man's uh, nether regions. And I was like, whoa, that was that's not what I want to see. But sad to hear that he passed. He was a WWE Hall of Famer as well, even though he never actually wrestled for the WWE. But um, the WWE Hall of Fame at this point is basically a pro wrestling Hall of Fame because there's a lot of guys in it that never actually wrestled for WWE. But, you know... There's not really a pro wrestling Hall of Fame either, so WWE's about WWE Hall of Fame is about as close as you can get. So and there's not. A, and there's no other major wrestling organization. I mean TNA, I guess, but there's TNA. Uh, well, they're not even called TNA anymore. They're now called Impact Wrestling. So they changed their name years ago. But 
I don't even know what channel they come on anymore. The only wrestler whose name I'm familiar with that's on there is Rob Van Dam. He still wrestles. Okay. And uh, Rhino from ECW is on there. That's really about it. Um, There's that other one that Chris Jericho's on now. I can't remember the name of it. AEW. There you go. Is Goldust on that one now? Who? Goldust. Who's he wrestling? Yeah, he just he just goes by his actual name now. Dust, Dustin Rhodes. Is that well? I don't know if he goes by Dustin <laughs> Rhodes, but yeah, he's on there. The bizarre thing about him is he's at least fifty, but it seems like he gets better the older he gets as far as wrestling because he can still go. It's crazy seeing him wrestle at that mm-hmm. age. He straight. We saw him uh, yep. just last year at, uh, at Magic City Con. Him and Al mm-hmm. Snow, uh, and uh, they gave a really, really interesting interview. But he didn't look fifty by any means. Like that no, dude, he uh, he's aging uh, uh, at half the speed that the rest of us are. Yeah, like literally, he's the only wrestler I know of who gets better the older he gets. So good on him. But hey, and Ring of Honor's still around, but they're not huge necessarily but yeah WWE all the fans about the only hall of fame there is out there and bob armstrong is in it deservedly so so wanted to mention that but on to another subject about pro wrestling is wwe has introduced an interesting concept because you know right around was it wrestlemania was when covid hit and everything started shutting down i was like march i think yeah. Which unfortunately included WrestleMania, which I'm still salty about because I wanted to go to that so bad, but yeah. no, couldn't do that. Yeah. And so WWE, unfortunately, for better or worse, kept holding events, which, you know, probably not the best idea, but they were holding empty arena matches at the Performance Center, NXT Performance Center in Florida with no audience. Did that for a little while. Well, that the novelty of that wore off pretty quickly because pro wrestling needs a crowd. So they did what AEW did. AEW for a little while and still are were using uh, like crew members as an audience. So WWE was using NXT trainees to kind of fill out the audience a little bit to make some noise. Well, only issue with that is Vince McMahon could tell him tell those people who to cheer for. And since they work for Vince McMahon, they're not going to say, no, I'm not going to cheer for that person. You're paying my paycheck. Yeah, I'll cheer for whoever you want me to cheer for, boss. And they were even trying to pump in audience effects, sound effects, like audience uh, noise into some matches. Um, Back at WWE Backlash, they were promoting the match between the returning Edge and Randy Orton as the greatest wrestling match ever, which that's kind of... I guess whatever you think is the best wrestling match ever is subjective, but that one certainly was not it. Was it the best match on the card? Yes. Was it the best match ever? No. But they were pumping in audience sound effects for it, which was kind of weird also. So WWE has introduced this concept called the Thunderdome. And I think NBA is doing something similar um, where you, you see a bunch of LED screens... And you register to basically, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of like a Zoom meeting where you where like you see what's going on in the wrestling ring, and you can you know it's like being in the audience without actually being there, and it's it's 
it's a neat concept because it gives the gives the wrestlers something to kind of play to, and it it, it it looks cool. But they don't. They're also not holding WWE events in uh, the Performance Center anymore. They're holding it in a um, I can't remember the name of the arena somewhere in Florida that they're basically using for this for this foreseeable future. But the only problem with that is, as you could probably imagine, there have been some people that keep wanting to fuck things up. Because, you know, trolls are bad, but pro wrestling fan trolls are some of the worst people on the planet. They really are. Because (laughs) some of these screens, you know, you look at the screen and you see just some of the most random ass shit on there. Like, I saw one guy, I don't know what he was doing, but he had a bottle of mustard and was just pointing at it. I don't know what he was hoping to accomplish with that. At one point, I saw a guy with a, uh, a stuffed squirtle, just sitting there with a stuffed squirtle. But there were some other kind of effed up things that were going on. If in one of the matches, I can't remember how I never, I didn't actually see it. Apparently, there was a guy with a KKK robe on in uh, the front row. Uh, yeah, that didn't go over well. And apparently there was a simulated, I'm assuming it was simulated. Either way, it still fucked up. There was like a simulated execution, like a beheading or a throat slashing, which I hope it was simulated. Even if it was simulated, that's still fucked up. I thought you were going to say sex act. Say I, was what? Prepared, I was prepared for you to say sex act. I was not prepared for you to say execution. So that's Yeah, same here. Yeah, well, I mean, even still, I'm so I'm bet you at some point somebody's going to have a camera pointed at them and see one of the LED screens. You're just gonna see somebody doing it. I'm pretty sure that'll happen at some point. But the thing is, is WWE will uh, you get your ass banned very quickly if you do that because you have to go through like a whole. It's free, by the way, which I'm gonna actually do it at some point. I have to be on a Friday because that's usually the only time I have free, and it's usually SmackDown that I'm able to actually watch. I want to try it and see how that goes. At some point, I'm just going to hold up one of our stickers that just says Fat Old Nerds right up on the screen the whole time. Yes. Hell yes. But also, so there was basically, also... wrestlers are wrestling to GIFs? More or less, but they're actually there watching it. You, you see people... But also, there was also a really effed up one. Somebody, for most of the time they were on the screen, was holding up a picture of Chris Benoit like he was watching it. Yes. Yeah, Jesus, they're terrible. It's, it's these awful. are ter- these are terrible people. They just keep they're just trying. The, the WWE's trying new things, and I think it's a cool idea. It's just, of course, wrestling fans seem to want to ruin it for some reason. Yeah, they're gonna fuck it up for everybody. Man. Yeah, but WWE is usually pretty quick to actually ban these people and like cut off their feed if they do something stupid like that. So, um, cool concept has some kinks that still need to be worked out. I must, I, I would imagine, but. It's better than an empty arena. You know, that the novelty of that wore off very fast because it was very it was very awkward. The the only, the first WrestleMania, I felt so bad for the wrestlers at WrestleMania because, you know, WrestleMania is like the Super Bowl of pro wrestling, obviously. And so many people that's their so many wrestlers, that's their dream to perform at WrestleMania in front of like a you know, eighty thousand people at this huge ass arena. Well, then they have to, because COVID hit, they have to do it at a, basically a training facility in Florida with no audience. It was still cool. The matches were all right, but, and also I thought it was weird because it was like Brock Lesnar seemed like he wanted nothing to do with any of that because 
he was champion at the point at point in time, so he was kind of kind of locked into certain dates. He he was going to be at WrestleMania regardless, but I can kind of tell during his match that he was just wanting it to be over and done with, so he can go back to I think he lives in Canada. I think just go back to Canada and go back to being a recluse because I mean can't blame him. I mean he say he he don't need the money. He's just doing it to make more money at this point. Yeah, he's he's made his money. See, I'm yeah. kind of upset with the MMA fights though, because like the no crowd thing has been pretty badass. Honestly, it's like because it just every hit that lands, man, it just mm-hmm. you can just hear it, and you can hear the coaches and stuff like that. And it's like some of the fighters have reacted to the 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 announcers and stuff. It's just yeah. I don't know, it's, it's been pretty cool. It doesn't seem so bad for um other sports because. Really, in other sports like UFC, they're not. I mean, they do play to the crowd sometimes. I mean, McGregor plays to the crowd. Tito played to the crowd. Tito Ortiz always played to the crowd. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys did, but you play to the crowd too much, you're gonna get your ass knocked out. You know, you yeah. gotta concentrate on what you're doing. So, a crowdless event for them. I mean, other than you know, they're not making any money off of a you know live gate, but for them, you know, it's not that big of a deal because you know. But pro wrestling, you have to have a crowd to react to. And I think this is going to be the next best thing that they can do. It's better than what baseball is doing with a bunch of standees in the crowd. A bunch of cardboard cutouts. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And then, like, what's funny is you still see the mascots trying to pump up a crowd of cardboard cutouts. It's like, what the hell are they going to do? They have nothing to do now. Just grab a chair and start smashing them. You know? I'd watch that. I know in uh, in Japan they're doing similar... Baseball's huge in Japan, so they're doing similar things, but you'll see like random cutouts of, like... I think in one of them, there used to be a cutout of Goku in it. <laughs> Beautiful. And a Pikachu. But that's it for me for fat old fisticuffs, so... Ding, 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 ding. Well, guys, we got to make it through September. Something awesome is going to come in October. Exactly. And you can't see it, folks, but I am holding up a Boba Fett figure to the camera. I don't have one of the character of the show, but he is a Mandalorian, and that's what's going to come out next month. Mandalorian Season 2. Super happy. I like Yon Woo. People need Baby Yoda right now. Yes. People need them some Baby Yoda. I guess, speaking of Star Wars, since we're on the subject, I guess y'all saw the whole thing that John Boyega is all, I don't want to say, well, he is kind of pissed off about how his character and how he was treated during Star Wars or the filming of it. Yeah. And I mean, he made some fair points. Like, uh, yeah, he did. I honestly think the the fandom fucked it up. I mean, like they, they the the movies responded too much to uh, uh, fan reaction instead of like for one they didn't have somebody there like with a consistent vision over all three movies from what I understand. Anyways, right? You, like you yeah. had different directors and shit like that, and so that kind of fucked things up. And then uh, uh, you know everybody shit on him and Rose, even though I loved him and Rose. Everybody shit yeah. on him and Rose to the point where fucking Rose didn't even want to fucking do the shit anymore and uh i mean yeah like they he it clearly felt like from the first movie like he was building up to something way more important Mm -hmm. 
to whatever he built up to. And uh, yeah, so, just, you know, just didn't do much with his character. Yeah, exactly. It was so, just yeah. so weird the backlash about people have been out of shape about a black character in Star Wars or the fact that he was a stormtrooper. And I'm like, do do Star Wars fans not realize that Samuel Jackson was in these movies? That the voice of Vader was a black guy? Uh, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. And well, even though this movie came out later than uh, Force Awakens, friggin' uh, Childish Gambino was a young, uh, what you call it, young. Um, Lando. Yes, Lando. And, and the uh, the. The guild representative in the in the Mandalorian. He's he's black. Mm-hmm. So Mandalorian like, season two next month. We're trying to plug it as much as possible. Okay. It's like, what, the, what the hell is wrong with you people, Bob? You Star Wars fans. Why are y'all such assholes? <laughs> what the George fuck? Lucas said it himself. Star Wars fans are the hardest people to please. I can see that. I mean, I love Star Wars, don't get me wrong, seen all the movies more times and probably healthy, but at the end of the day, they're movies. Even Mark Hamill was like, he doesn't know everything about Star Wars because he's an actor. He told people that. He was like, I don't know jack shit about Star Wars. I don't know anything <laughs> about the extended universe. I, I was just an actor, and Harrison Ford hated playing Han Solo, so it's like, these people are just actors in a movie. It's like they just you, you asshole Star Wars fans. I'm talking about you, Bob. Need to calm down. I don't bitch openly on the internet. I follow Mark Hamill on Instagram, and it's just to like look at crazy shit he does and pictures of his dog. Yeah, I wish we could have seen the episode nine that we could have got. Like, I want uh, uh, Ryan Johnson's episode nine. That would be. I don't know who's never directing that, but still, I. I would have loved to have seen the direction that episode eight took continuing to episode nine and see what kind of movie we could have gotten from that. But uh, all y'all had to scream and ruin it because you're bastards. We'll get to that eventually. Godless movie that was episode nine. Can't wait to fucking watch that one again. Oh boy. So is this a good segue into our, uh, Series of reviewing Star Wars movies. Goddamn right. We're gonna get sued until we're fucking broke. Oh fuck. I use less than 15 seconds of it, so it doesn't count. Well, see, we used an entire song with Bob's a Ho, so we're probably still in trouble. Yeah, we'll be all right. If Disney's coming after us, that's their problem. Okay. All right, then. Yeah, I'm sure it'll all work out fine. So who's gonna who's gonna start us off? Y'all, want, I took notes again. Y'all, y'all want me to take you on in a little little adventure? Well, I'm just. I mean, Empire Strikes Back is obviously it's my favorite of the Star Wars movies. Um, yep, I do. I, I, I mean, just Justin obviously has much more detailed notes than I do, but mm-hmm. it's the be- it's the best of the movies in my opinion of the Skywalker saga. Um, I like the fact that this movie it's different because this movie ends on a very big down note. I mean, you just found out. Luke's father is Vader. 
So that's spoilers spoiler alert for a movie. <laughs> that knows. For a movie from what seventy nine or eighty or some shit like that. And then Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite, so you don't know what's going to happen to him. And three PO got his ass busted up, but he was being put back together poorly. And it's just. It ends on such a down note, which is really unusual for a lot of movies. So it's, you know, it just goes to show that not good guys don't always win. They Luke don't. lost his his jerking hand. Yeah. Yeah, but he got a new hand, and I actually have a note in regards to that exact thing. But overall, great movie. Um, best of the Star Wars movies, in my opinion. Uh, I'm sure Justin disagrees because he likes the shittiest of the Star Wars movies as his favorite movie. You're an awful person. Shut the fuck up. This is my second favorite Star Wars movie. So, actually, his favorite Star Wars movie is the um the whatever one that ones with the Ewoks in it that uh, Wilford Brimley starred in. What? Yeah, Wilford Brimley starred in a Star Wars made-for-TV special with Ewoks. Wasn't that like the Christmas special or some shit like that? No, I've actually had no that's something completely different. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We gotta review that after. We gotta review the Christmas special. Yeah. On Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But what's what this that, that, Grimley said? I gotta see that too. So. It's, which one was that, Bob? That was like Battle for Indoors. What was that? It, the the second one was called Battle for Indoor. I don't remember what the first one was. But what's weird is that there's no Wilford Brimley Star Wars action figure. I've looked. It does not exist. That's weird because they make a Star Wars character figure for everyone. If somebody walks out of a bathroom in a Star Wars movie, they have a figure for them. Um. Okay. Uh, since you 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 watched it, you'll probably remember when Lando announces to Cloud City, "Hey, the Empire's here. You might want to get the fuck out." Uh, and they're running, and all those people are running past them. If you notice, the guy who is last is running holding ice cream maker and they finally made a figure for him like like six seven years ago is he holding the ice cream maker yep does it it's call just it? like set crew just went here carry this does it does it refer to what he's carrying as an ice cream maker because that would be even no, better it, it, but if you go and look at it that's what it is that's exactly what the fuck it is it's like, oh fuck, the city's about. Oh fuck, we gotta evacuate. I gotta, I gotta get some. I gotta take something with me. What do I bring? Photo album? No. Money? No. I need my ice cream. <laughs> Needs my ice cream. Yeah, I will just interject with little things throughout. But uh, Justin, opening crawl comes up. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. We descend down onto the planet of Hoth. Please. Yes. Yes, so they were so tired of the desert, they went to planet ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> then we we moving right along, and Luke got slapped by the cookie monster. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got, uh, you know, Chewie's working on the Millennium Falcon. Han walks up, and Chewie barks at him. Rawr, 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 rawr. And I said, Chewie for sure just called him a lazy bitch. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Han goes straight to trying to nag on old Leia. So I said, Han, stop being a, an entitled fuckboy. Because he was, he was kind of being an entitled fuckboy. Uh, I mean, I, he got it in the end, but still. like, 
Yeah. And then uh, we cut to the cave, right? Luke's hanging there. The old cookie monster's over there chowing down. I was like, you know, I'd eat the Tauntaun first, too. Because they, they look... They, they might be kind of tasty. Uh, and uh, then, you know, Luke goes to escape, right? Got his, got his lightsaber out. Chops off the thing's arm. That just made me wonder, like, what's the count on arms lost in these movies? Because they have taken... Like, they're taking a lot of hands, a lot of arms. I just... Somebody's counted, I'm sure. Bob, do you know? So the answer is no. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, all right, hold on, hold on. Micah, what is that thing in the closet behind you that spells out shit? Oh, that um was a sign that uh, Brianna's mom left for, like, uh, for her birthday, like, with her birthday gift and stuff, put it at the door. It says, so happy I'm 30, and highlights S-H-I-T. Is it... Is it- <laughs> I was I was like thinking like was that an accident or on purpose? No, it was on purpose. I just now noticed it. Yes, yeah, so happy. I never noticed that shit. Yep. I didn't notice it either until you pointed out, and I was like, "What? It's a it's a closet." Stupid. Yeah. All right, so C three PO gets to doing his, you know, the odds of doing this, and I see, you know, you can do worse than seven hundred twenty-five to one odds. I forget exactly what it was. Uh, they were going to go through an asteroid field. I think it was asteroid field, right? So, you know, you can do worse than that. And so uh, uh, old Ben Kenobi gets to talking to uh, Luke, and he's like, you know, go find Yoda on the Dagobah system. He's the dude that trained me. And I was like, all right, so we ain't giving no props to Qui-Gon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm sure Qui-Gon appreciates that. And uh, uh, to, to be honest, he said instructed, not was my he would if he was going to say Qui-Gon and he would say he was my master um, Yoda oversaw the instruction of all Jedi you're an incredibly Damn. huge nerd but you know okay so uh, then we get to you know Han finds Luke and uh, he's he cuts the old Tauntaun open and I said get him them guts moaning Ben so that's what happened so, so the uh, scene where uh, Mark Hamill is stumbling through the snow, that actually was a blizzard that hit that area, and they filmed that in the parking lot, and the camera crew and the rest of them were in the doorway of the hotel with the camera pointed out there. They were <laughs> all like next to a fire and had coats on and shit, and Mark Hamill was just out there in that. It's the fucking parking lot. Just walking, and then you'd be like, fall down. Okay, so, we got it. Something I was always curious about when he split the Tauntaun open, did Han crawl inside there with him? I would sure as hell hope not. Or did he set up like a camp or something? No, he set up that there's a shelter you can build. Okay, because I didn't know if they just went in there and just like cuddled for warmth or something. Now, I think he says something about setting up shelter. Okay. I, yeah, I believe, he does. I believe he covered that. <laughs> but goddamn, can yeah. two men fit in a tauntaun? Why don't you two find out? I'm I'll good. find us a tauntaun. Yeah. <laughs> I like Is it tauntaun. ethical to have sex with a tauntaun? No, no. it can't, can't consent. We've covered this. Jesus. Is that your orgasm noise? 
Probably. No, that's... That was worse, somehow. That was worse. (laughs) All right. So, moving right along. So, dude comes speeding over the the snow, right? And he's like, this is Rogue 2. Hey, Rogue 2 is here. Rogue fucking 2 is here. Rogue 2! Shouting out at you, motherfuckers. Hey, everybody, it's Rogue fucking 2. Said, hey, I think that might be Rogue 2. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, you know, old Rogue 2, in case you missed that it was Rogue 2 that found him. Rogue 2 takes him back to the Rogue 2 base and Rogue 2's him right inside. And uh, they get Luke... Uh, all fixed up. And so, uh, you know, I said, them Skywalkers in their lotion baths. Because uh, his his daddy likes his lotion baths, too. So uh, It's called bath. Wouldn't you like a lotion, lotion. bath? Wouldn't it's, you like a nice lotion bath? Uh, probably not, honestly. Like, it seems like you wouldn't be able to ever get out of the bathtub. Like, I would just be stuck in there forever. Just greasy and screaming. Just fucking help. <laughs> fucking help. There's be no like. Like that episode, of, it's like that episode of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," where uh, Frank covered himself in a uh, in a uh, hand sanitizer. I just want to be pure. Yeah, similar, similar. Yes, only more screaming and more my wife crying as she realizes she's never going to be able to drag my fat ass out of the bathtub. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where you live now in the tub. And so. Uh, Right, so we we move along, and and uh, Han's there trying to nag on Leia again, and so to teach him a lesson, she uh, kisses Luke. So I just asked, does it taste like brother? Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, then we see Vader, right? And uh, just my only thought was, uh, why are you sitting in an egg, bruh? Because uh, it was just it was this weird egg looking thingy, man. I just I did I don't didn't. He's just chilling in the middle of it. That's his jacking chamber. Oh. No, this is meditation chamber, and, oh, and inside his meditation chamber, he can take off his helmet. Yeah, so he can jack it. No, so he can eat. Mm-hmm. Eat while master. You can eat while masturbating. I've done it. Jesus Christ! What? I said what? you can eat while masturbating. I've done it. What did you eat? Like potato chips. That's what. He likes some salty, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna dip my chip in this right here. I get me a big old. Oh, oh. oh God! Shut up. Dustin <laughs> <laughs> oh. got ashamed of himself. Uh, right. So, uh, uh, Vader chokes somebody through a television, and so just, you know, I said, Vader is that rare unit that's good in melee and at range. Too OP. He's just, he's too, he's too strong. I think that's his whole thing. And so, uh, you know, Luke and the, they, they, they start the assault on Hoth, right? And, uh, Luke's got his little buddy there with him, and the buddy's like, I feel like I could take on the whole empire by myself. And, uh, uh, you know, you know how that's going as soon as he says it, because, of course, he gets popped right away. And I said, turns out that dude couldn't take on the whole empire by himself. <sighs> so, yeah. And so then we see some more of the fighting, right? And the we got spaceships zipping around. 
You got the ATSTs, ATATs, and all this fucked up shit. And then you got a few motherfuckers that just got rifles. And I said, fuck being a ground unit when we got fucking spaceships and walking tanks. Because, <laughs> fuck that. No. No, I, I, going back to the Luke's partner thing, and I felt kind of bad for Luke because he was flying around for a while with a dead guy behind him. <laughs> I mean, I'd yep. rather fly around with a dead guy than be a dead guy. So, That's true. You know? He so tried cool. to pull him out before the ATAT stepped on it. That's, I was always, I always wondered that too. Was he trying to pull him out, or was he just trying to get his lightsaber out? So he was no, trying he was to pull him out. Trying to pull him, he was trying to pull him out of there, but okay. then he realized, like, okay, I just need to grab the grappling hook and I need to run. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell your story. All right, and so uh, Battle of Hoth goes down. And, uh, my my thought there was Empire dishing out ass whoopings today, because uh, that was a one sided fight. They whooped that ass. They took out like an AT or AT AT God damn, that's hard to say. Anyways, they took out an AT AT or two, but that's about all they managed. They got the ass whooped. All right. C-3PO managed to uh, kill some snowtroopers in a deleted scene from the movie. Yeah, I've seen that deleted scene. There was like a storage... Why they had a storage room full of wampas is kind of weird, but... Didn't he like... No, like they had cornered them off to that one area and then just sealed the door. And he just opened the door. It was like a cave in there. So but there's a wampa room. Yeah. That's that's kind of scary that there's a wampa room not too far from where they're having their base at. The wampa room sounds fun though. Like I, if somebody was like, "Hey, you want to go see my wampa room?" If I didn't know what a wampa was, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's go see that wampa room. See what that's about. I want to do some wampas. I don't know. I'll try it." Well, what happens is C-3PO rips the warning sign off the door. And troopers come up like, oh, it's the door. Maybe we need to look in here. And since the door opens, like, a hand comes out and, like, pulls one of them inside. It's like, whoa. Nice. Nice. So, uh, you know, then we see Luke uh, walking across the snow, right? And then the fucking Millennium Falcon goes by. And I'm like, watching somebody you know drive by when your ship breaks down. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to me. So. I did kind of think that was kind of shit. They just took off without him. They didn't even bother to see if he's alright. Yeah, yeah. They were just like, bye. I mean, they couldn't see him, to be fair. You know, but uh, it's not a good feeling to be like, hey, I know that. Oh, help, my car broke down. But, uh, you know, it happens to most of us once or twice. And so uh, then we cut up to the big old spaceship, the big bad people. And I forget what hits them, right? But something shakes the whole ship. And uh, everybody just does their their best, like, uh, and so I just said, when the beat drops, because it kind of looked like some of them was dancing badly. All right. And uh, and then, you know, we get to watch the movie, and that shit, it's just a good movie, right? And so I said, if we ever get willy-nilly time travel, I'm going back to to experience the premiere of this shit, because... I bet that was I bet that was a good fucking time, man. Like you've already had one Star Wars, the fandoms kind of set in and shit. The premiere of this movie had to be fucking lit. And uh, yeah. if anybody out there is listening to this and you were at the premiere of this movie, fucking email us about it at the Podcast at gmail dot com because I want to hear that story. Even if it's just like I had fun and went and watched a movie, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah, right? seeing the remastered versions of them in the theaters, while cool, is not the same. 
Yeah. And so, uh, and I got a question. How do y'all like? Uh, how do y'all say Millennium Falcon? Like, how do y'all say it? Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. All right. Well, Is there another way to say it that we're unaware of? Uh, Falcon. Yeah, exactly. My question was, does he say Falcon weird or do I say Falcon weird? Because he always said Millennium Falcon. And I was just like, am I saying Falcon wrong? Like, is this... Wait, who said Falcon? Fucking Han Solo, man. He says the Millennium Falcon, like, multiple fucking times. And I was just like, have I I been saying Falcon wrong? Like, I'm from Alabama, so I say things wrong sometimes. But, uh... And, uh... Man... I wish I'd have wrote down what she said, because at some point, Leia just absolutely roasts Han. And my whole reaction was, God damn, Leia! She she kills him, and I should have wrote it down. Take better notes, folks. Take good notes. It helps you in school. helps you get you learning. Anyways. And uh, then we get to talking about finding Yoda again, and I said, you know, we all need to find a Yoda. I could I could use a little weird little puppet uh, in my life. So I thought that uh, was what I was for. Yoda gives excellent advice and helps teach people things. Bob, you give horrible advice and you couldn't teach your way out of a wet paper bag. I just meant like I thought he just wanted a puppet, and I thought that's what I was was your puppet. No, no, you're you're a strange little creature, but not you're no Yoda. Don't, don't. I'm starting to think that uh, Yoda I'm the opposite of Yoda. So mm-hmm. I think I have a theory on where Baby Yoda come from. I mean, Yoda was on that planet for what thirty years. People oh, get lonely know. after a while. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of led me to my my next thought because we we find Yoda, and I said Yoda a silly bitch, strange old hermit, the Jedi way. Yeah. Well, hell, I mean, you're on a planet for 30 years by yourself. I mean, I would imagine you'd probably go a little crazy and your mental faculties would probably start declining. Oh, yeah. Like just a few months of quarantine and I've gotten weirder and weirder. So, I mean, it, it, you know, it happens. So he impregnated something on that planet and gave birth to baby Yoda and he just shipped him off to another planet for some reason. That's my theory. You know, Yoda got to get laid, too. All right. So Leia calls uh, Han a scoundrel. He enjoys it. And I said, honestly, I'd like I'd enjoy being called a scoundrel too. I just, you know, you don't get called a scoundrel much. You get called an asshole, called a fucker, called a bastard. Nobody ever calls me a scoundrel. Justin, <sighs> Justin you're mm-hmm. a scoundrel. Thank you. <laughs> and so uh, Han and Leia have their their kiss that uh, he somehow earned by being a complete dick, and. Uh, and then old C-3PO comes bebopping up, and I just said, C-3PO, god damn it. He's a buzzkill. Yeah. I the C in C-3PO stands for cockblock. Mm-hmm. And so then we get to Vader, who finds out that Luke is the son of Anakin Skywalker. And so my thought was, I made a space baby before my dick burned? Let me keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, Bob, you know everything about Star Wars. How much of a functioning penis does Darth Vader have? I don't know. None. It can't yeah, be. I would say none because, you know, any chick that wants to get with that, you know, maybe he has robotics. I don't, 
I don't know everything about Star Wars. Well, somebody wanted to get with the Emperor, so it's, who who's to say somebody didn't want to get with Vader? They may have wanted to, but look how, how angry he is through these movies. The, he has not had any booty since Amadala. That was the last one, because his picker burned off. I'm sure there's... I'm pretty Thank sure... You. I bet Vader bought a, spray, a space prostitute <laughs> or two before. And did what with um? He probably he, has something. I mean, he has attachments. I mean, he's a robot. Don't robots he, have attachments? His best case scenario. I mean, I guess he could have some kind of robot dick. I don't want to think about that. Don't want to. Nope. 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 <laughs> best case scenario is like the Unsullied from Game of Thrones. You know how some of them would go to hookers and just like cuddle. Or then you got a uh, Grey Worm who uh, uh, him and Masandi did some 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 mouth stuff. Uh, I'm thinking that's the best case for Vader, but I don't think he did it. So, you know, it's just... uh, Christ. I don't like you at all. I don't like you at all. You're a bad man. All right. So then then we got uh, uh, Yoda starts teaching, right? And he does some shit about, like, serious mind Jedi must... Like he, he says, that I must have a serious mind, and so you know, talking about having a serious mind after being a silly goose, because when you meet him, that's all he, he belongs in a pond because he's a silly goose. I now, thought it was very funny. He's a very powerful Jedi, but his <laughs> him smacking R two D two with a stick while yelling "mine" was probably the silliest thing that he's done. He could have probably like. Force ripped R two D two in half, but no, he decides to grab a stick and just start beating him with it like an old man. Mine, mine, mine. That's what he was. All right, and so we keep on with the teaching. And I said I'm gonna start making my kids wear me like a backpack when I teach them stuff. It's gonna be hard for the two year old, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Yoda, Yoda starts getting serious, and it just it, it had a weird vibe to it, the way he was talking to Luke. So I said, he about to teach him about that force penetration. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Vader has his sex, force penetration. Yeah. Yeah, Obi-Wan knew what he was talking about. He's like, that force penetrates you. Let me tell you, Yoda going to show you today. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, so we cut to uh, uh, you know uh, Vader has just choked somebody else out, right? Not real clear if he's dead or or just unconscious. But I said, you know, throwing shade at the deceased? Question mark. Unconscious? Question mark. Either way, he can't hear you, Annie. <clears throat> I think it's amazing that in this organization, how much uh, upper management can literally get away with murder. You know, I mean, when you're a space wizard, like things are different. Yeah. Things are different when you're rich, anyways, and they are about as as powerful as it gets. So you know, like rich people get to do things that we don't get to do. That's the way it goes because they got. Wonder money. what. Wonder what Darth Vader's net worth was. Bunches, lots. <laughs> Personal wealth, probably not that much, but overall power and stuff. Like I don't think he gave a fuck about wealth, but like anything he wanted, he could have had. It's just what he wanted was to kill shit. So you know, he got it. Pretty <laughs> sure the emperor was pretty sure the emperor was pretty well set financially. He oh, yeah. was. 
Yeah. Let me ask y'all a question. Okay. You're you're an imperial officer. You're a commander. You're a lieutenant or something. You're starting your day. You know you're hungover. It, it's a Friday and you're just like fuck. I don't want to be here. They all start their day hungover. No, I'm just saying like you 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 go to work as as the officer, okay. and you're just hungover and shit. You're in one of the elevators and you're going up to where you gotta go. You gotta go up a whole bunch of floors, and the elevator stops. And it's like, oh, somebody else has got to get on. Door opens. Darth Vader walks in. Just Darth Vader. Door shuts. Elevator keeps going. Like, what do you do? To, like, do do you say like, "Good morning, Lord Vader," or do you not say a fucking word? I would, or would probably, you be like, "How about this weather?" <laughs> personally, I don't like talking to people in elevators at all. So. I would probably just sit there and remain silent because you could say the wrong thing to Vader and he ends up choking your ass to death. So I think I would think just also read your mind. I would just think happy thoughts. Like I love this. I love the Empire. I love Vader. I love the Emperor. I would just think happy thoughts the entire time he was there if he could read my mind. Or I would just think about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches the entire time and just confuse them. Don't think about sand. Don't think about sand. Don't think about sand. Yeah, I'd, I'd just give Vader the nod. You know, just with... I'm sure the nod's intergalactic. Everybody knows what the nod is. <laughs> the nod. Yeah, give him the deferential nod, though. Don't give him the like the head up. Give him the head going down nod. Like, mm-hmm. how you doing? Mm-hmm. Yes. How you doing, sir? Please don't choke me. Don't rip off my balls with. I don't think it would. I also think it would be a horrible time to mention to Vader any kind of scheduling issues you're having that week. You know, I needed to have Thursday off, but I got to work. Is there any way? You know, I don't think that'd be the proper place to have that. Vader does not. He's not their upper management. So he's not HR. (laughs) He is not. That's exactly what he says. I'm not HR. You'll have to contact Sheila. Yeah. Darth she, Sheila. She, Darth Sheila in HR. <laughs> that needs to be an SNL skit. Darth Sheila. Darth Sheila. <laughs> of HR. We're here for you, SNL. We got y'all. She has a uh, helmet like Vader, too. <laughs> and so C3, oh, God. It's fucked up, right? C3PO gets shot all to pieces. And I realized I have no emotional connection to C-3PO. None whatsoever. Uh, most of these characters I do. C-3PO, I do not. I don't like nope. him. He just he gets on my nerves. He's a jerk. Yeah. And so then we get to uh, everybody's favorite dinner where they walk in and there sits Darth. And then Boba Fett walks out of the back and he just walked out kind of weird. And I said, Boba said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> It also led me to the question, and I feel like Bob's going to know this, but uh, does does Vader eat? He, most of the time he can eat through like an intravenous, like like a feeding tube. But mm. in the uh, meditation chamber, let's see, like I said, he could take his helmet off and he can eat solid food. But it all goes to a colostomy bag, I can tell you that much. So in this situation... He wouldn't have been able to take his helmet off and just eat with the rest of them. No, no, he wouldn't have been able to do that. That, 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 he would suffocate. 
he can just run off to his little egg with like a bunch of nut rages or like uh, maybe some Reese cups and just be like, um, um, um. Yep. He, but he didn't really do that often because he he just rather have the thing pumped into him because his his throat was still scarred and burned from you know getting his dick burnt from or so getting burnt from to be a, so it would have to it would have to be a meal that was worth it to him. Yeah, like the like he's going to like the finest restaurant and getting their takeout or whatever. Galactic egg rolls. I'm taking my helmet off for this shit. I'd yeah. try. Like, space egg rolls. Hell yeah, sign me up. But uh, <laughs> space egg rolls. I'm down. It sounds delicious. Anyway, so Vader keeps being mean to people, and it just you know, it seems to me like Vader could use some nuance to his management style. It's all just like, hey, I'll fucking kill you. Which is, you know, it's it's useful for a while, but that's why you get rebellions, bro. Just be a little nicer, and maybe you won't get so many rebellions. Anyways, and uh, so then Han gets tortured, and then Han comes back, and uh, it looked to me, it just uh, Han just looks like he they made him get trashed on Goldslogger. Like he just looked really, really. Yeah, hungry. he didn't look very burnt because like he was getting sparked to death when he was whatever. <laughs> like he just looked, yeah, like you say, he just looked hungover. Yeah, yeah, super hungover. And so uh, they take him in there. They're about to freeze Han, right? And then Chewie's just like, fuck this. I'm about to fuck some motherfuckers up. And Boba Fett goes to shoot Chewie. <laughs> and Vader stops him. And I was just like, Vader's like, nah, I heard work- Wookiees do this thing with arms. <laughs> <laughs> Vader wanted to see. I want to see too. And uh, so we get to the actual freezing of the carbonite, and it just it sparked a uh, a, a memory in me uh, from when I first watched this as a kid. Probably older, or definitely older than what Bob was when he watched it. But I didn't watch it till I was like eleven or twelve, something like that. But uh, that scene, more than any other scene, stuck with me. Uh, I don't know. It just it seemed so terrifying to me as a kid, like to be put down in this hole and then be frozen into this thing, but still being alive. That like more than anything else from any Star Wars movie from when I was a kid, that shit stuck with me because that shit fucking terrified me. Please, if we ever get that technology, please don't do that to me. Just murder me. It'll be much better. Than keeping me alive in in this little box thing, I don't I don't want that. No, thank you. I don't want to. I, I don't want to be Walt Disney. Whatever they've done with his head, I don't want to be frozen. No, thank you. Something about that I was was kind of curious about. So, who who was paying who in this situation? Because Boba they froze him. Boba Fett was bringing him back to Jabba. So did Jabba pay the Empire to you know to get a frozen Han sickle? No, what happened was, all right, remember the little skirmish with Greedo and A New Hope? Yeah, well, not skirmish so much as a flat-out murdering. Well, yeah, but apparently Han had dumped a load of what is called spice, which can be rendered into many, many things, um, out because he was getting boarded by an Imperial Star or, or an Imperial boarding party. So he owed Jabba some money. He took the job from Obi Wan to pay him back, but he gets the he money and up, he got distracted. <laughs> and he never made an effort to contact Jabba. It's just like, motherfucker, a phone call could have took care of this. 
But no, nah, he Boba Fett and the rest of the bounty hunters go looking for him, and that's a part you skipped over, Justin. It's my favorite part of the movie, the uh, bounty hunters. Bounty hunter. I guess I didn't. I didn't have anything to say with about the bounty hunters. So I don't know. It's like we don't need their scum, and then the one they call Bosk, he's uh, the lizard-looking dude. He just looks down at him and growls. It's like whoa. So was. Vader basically just saying whoever gets whoever catches him first gets the money. So it's kind of yeah, like an so so it was kind of like an amazing race, but for bounty hunters. Pretty much, it, they they say yeah, we'll pay you to capture him, and then we're gonna freeze him. And uh, but they they all would have eventually taken him to Jabba the Hutt to make more money. Ah, yeah, they would have taken him to Jabba. Now that leads me to wonder that's what where they would make the real money. That's that's kind of what I'm wondering now is what what was Jabba the Hutt's net worth now? <laughs> there uh there was an episode of Clone Wars where they had to sneak into this secret prison facility and their ships were scanned for life forms, so they had to go into carbonite freezing. <laughs> and as they're going down, one of the troopers is like, "I hope this works." I don't want to end up a wall decoration. Yeah, fuck that. Alright. And so uh, then we get... Uh, I didn't take any more notes until we get into the, the fight, right? And so Luke and uh, Luke and Vader start going at it. And uh, uh, Vader does this... Like, it was just a weird... Uh, it was just like... A, eh! And uh, I was just like, what was that swing, Annie? Like, he just he kind of... At Luke, it just it it was the one weird weird moment from that fight that I was just like, what the fuck was that? And so I, then, Luke, I feel Luke, like Vader's fighting style is like he kind of dumbs down his skill level to whoever he's facing because he probably could have killed Luke if he wanted to at any point in time, but it was like, well, eh, might as well have some fun. Uh, that's my boy. I don't want to give him too hard of a whipping. Yeah, exactly. You know, take it easy on him a little bit. Yeah. And so uh, they get to scrapping, and then Luke falls his dumbass in a hole. And, uh, <laughs> and so Vader goes to freeze him, and then Luke just jonk out. And I said, Mario Boing noise. <laughs> fucking, fucking so, Bob, what on Bespin, what's on the ground? Is there anything on the ground? Like, is there a ground? I, I do not know, actually. I've always wondered that myself. Because I'm wondering, like, I know if they, somebody... they mine gas somewhere on the planet. But I, I don't, I don't know how it works because there's I always like refineries that are floating in the air, like like Cloud City is. Because it never really explained how what's her name in the newer movies got hold of Luke's lightsaber. So I'm wondering if she was on the ground floor, on the level, on the ground on Bespin, and all of a sudden she got smacked in the head with a lightsaber, and a hand fell next to her at some point. Ew. <laughs> you know. Clang, plop. <laughs> and it, 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 the fingers are still moving and shit. <laughs> and that's why she has to wear those big-ass glasses, because the lightsaber hit her in the back of the head, and she lost in her vision just sort of went blurry <laughs> after that. Just popped them, bugged them out a little bit. She, yeah. looked, she was just a regular human. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We apologize to any Maz Kanata fans out there. I like I'm a Maz Kanata fan. Fuck you, man. Uh, so uh, we keep fighting right and my, my thought here was exponential increase in saber fight quality from the last film because boy that saber fight was so much better than what we got between Obi and uh, Annie <laughs> alright 
And so uh, we're running around. We're doing the, the final movie moments and stuff like that. R2 goes to to do his thing with a door. And R2 will stick it in anything because, by God, he will. Yeah. All right. And so fight's wrapping up, right? We get out on that little bridge thingy. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Luke lands a hit on Vader. Doesn't seem like Vader likes it a whole bunch. And then he backs him up and, you know, chops off the hand and everything. And he's just like, you know, join me, bitch. And uh, Luke's like, I spent a month training with a Muppet and bout got you. Fuck all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, uh, right, so Luke's backed all the way up, looking kind of hopeless. And so Luke's just like, hey, Dad. Yeet. Yes. So he, he, lands, he lands in the big water slide without the water and uh, all I could think on that one was what a fucking wedgie that gave because <laughs> like, like that's what stopped him is his fucking underwear getting crammed up in his asshole what exactly was, what exactly was Luke's thinking when he did that because he had no way of knowing if the Millennium Falcon was going to... He had no way of knowing where the hell he was going to land. Hey, he thought death was better than... He thought death was better than finding... Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't be super happy if I found out my father was a uh, mass murderer. You know, he just... He rolled the dice and it turned out he rolled a nat 20, by God. He probably crotched himself pretty good when he landed on that... The part at the bottom of it. You look, he crossed himself pretty good on that. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't. His, his, uh, from the last film to this film, we have learned one thing that Mark Hamill's pecker is taking a beating for these movies. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, uh, Vader's up on the thing. I forget exactly what. Oh, yeah, the the Millennium Falcon gets away or some shit again, right? And so Vader turns around all dramatically and said, Let me turn around and find a bitch to choke. Because you know that's what he's about to do. He's going to choke somebody. And uh, uh, I want to say before I give my final thought of the movie, my, my the very last thing I thought is uh, uh, this film very much gets a 7 out of 7 from me. Like I said, it, this or Rogue One is my second favorite Star Wars movie. I don't know. I love them both. It's hard to say for sure. I like The Last Jedi the best. And, you know, get mad, die mad. I don't give a fuck. I love that movie. Um, but my... My very last thought for this extremely excellent film comes just after Luke has gotten his new hand. And he looks down at it. I thought, he's going to try it out for fapping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is all I have to say on uh, The Empire Strikes Back wonder if there was a lot of trial and error with like grip with that thing because it's a robot <laughs> hand so i didn't want to like if he would like accidentally tried to grip it and all of a sudden it's like play-doh squishing through his fingers or something oh jesus <laughs> there's just a, a deleted scene where like they all hear a scream and like <laughs> leia comes in there and they're just like look what's wrong and he's like i just not nothing i just stopped i stubbed my toe I stubbed my tongue. <laughs> almost squeezed my dick off. That's not what happened. Well, in the, in the Family Guy, <sighs> when they did Empire Strikes Back, he uh, was like, "So should am I good to go, or should I practice on a hot dog first? <laughs> <laughs>
that makes sense. Well, not just that, but I imagine like anything. Like he just goes to open a doorknob or a door and goes to the doorknob and just crushes the doorknob. He's like, well, crap. Now I'm stuck in the bathroom for a couple hours. It did establish that like he had feeling in it. Like the 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 droid pokes it and he's like, ow. So I'm guessing yeah, that, yeah. that would keep it from like you know going going wacky on you you know like you're not gonna squeeze because like if i squeezed a doorknob until i crushed it which i'm not capable of doing but if i were that would hurt so i'm thinking that's probably what he goes to give somebody a high five and he just bends their hand backwards yeah Yeah. everybody Ah! shatters every bone in their hand one more arm gone in the star wars universe But I, I'm going to tally up the number of how many arms lost in the Star Wars trilogy. Please do. Well, I'll, have that, I'll have that ready for uh, when we do Return of the Jedi. And you, and you need to do some more research on um, Darth Vader's genitalia. Um, no. no. <laughs> I'll pass yeah. on that one. Yeah, Google. Google. I want, you know, like Google Darth Vader's junk. Darth no, Vader's I'm sure there's some porn. I'm sure there's some Pornhub videos that pop up with that. Oh, there's for sure some Pornhub videos. I've seen one or two of them myself. They're out there. I know it. But uh, 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 Vader and Leia have a very different relationship in those those particular films from what I've seen. Um, I'm just getting less and less proud of myself the more I talk right now. So I'm just gonna stop. Just gonna stop. I don't well, gentlemen, do you have anything else to add? I think I'm done. We've talked about everything from actors and wrestlers passing away to Darth Vader's penis. I think we've covered it all. That, yep. That sounds like an episode of the Fettled Nerds podcast. That's that's what that sounds like. We, mm-hmm. uh, we've been covered whether or not it's ethical to have sex with a creature that you definitely shouldn't have sex with. So uh, the only thing that's really left is, you know, Bob, Bob's penis. So uh, there it is. <laughs> Everything's been covered. Uh, please, for the love of God, go check us out on TikTok. Uh, we've got some videos on there, and uh, we'll be making more every day. Might even get Micah to make one. You never know. Uh, so far, it's just been me and Bob uh, pulling most of the weight, other than Micah's one one video. Um, we're on about Instagram. A bag of coffee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did like the video, though. To be fair, it was uh, it is our least viewed video, so uh, feel sad. Um, <laughs> We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter. I promise to eventually start live tweeting the fights eventually, sometime. I don't know. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Like, something about Twitter just doesn't speak to me, but it, it should. But I just I can't. I haven't been able to make myself do it. Um, shit. What else are we on? We're on Facebook. Look us Facebook. up on Buzzsprout. Oh, oh. <clears throat> we're on Please Google go. Podcasts now. Yes, if you are listening to this and you are enjoying what you're hearing, please go rate us on like Facebook, on Apple Podcasts, on I think you can do it on Castbox. Just anywhere you can rate our show. I'd prefer it if you gave us five stars or high reviews. If you're honest about it, I understand. <laughs> but, uh, uh, please rate us well, because uh, those those things. Uh, uh, if you want the show to continue to grow. Uh, then uh, uh, that's how you do it is by liking and following and rating our shit. So uh, please do that, and uh, we will appreciate it greatly. Please. Also, I think we we didn't do a listener email this time, even though I think we have another one. Uh, I believe somebody accused us of sleeping on some shows that I'm definitely not sleeping on, and uh, I want you to know that. So we need to cover that next time. And 
Yeah, send us emails to the Federal Nerds Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, boys. All right, so I got to go bed because I got to work early in the morning. So uh, close us out. Fuck off. Who's closing us out? I don't know what's happening. I'm Micah. I'm Bob. I'm Justin. This was the Fat Old Nerds Podcast. We love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show. Hope your money's spending and your nipples stayed intact. This has been the Fat Old Nerds Podcast Show.